Hello and welcome to Famicast 72, your Famicast, the first live Famicast of 2016. I'm your host, Danny Bivens, and today I'm joined by Mr. James Charlton. Squiddly diddly. <laughs> and right now, Ty Sugart. <laughs> Got the grip squiddly. <laughs> and Cyrus is going to be joining us a little bit later on in the show. What are you talking about, Lars? I'm already here. <laughs> there he is. There he is. <laughs> he was hiding. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be quiet for the first few minutes, of the yeah. first 20 minutes or so of the show. Exactly. Isn't that right, Cyrus? Oh, to be right there, lads. <laughs> Cheers, Cyrus. That's, that's terrible. <laughs> but great at the same time. That's how he talks. He can't, he can't help it. Don't make fun of him while he's here watching us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and get kicked off with some new business. Would you mind getting us started with some new business, dude? Yeah. Um, let's see. As usual, I'm playing a bunch of weird video games all across the board. I was trying to play the Super Metroid Sideways ROM hack, what? but I, I, I fucked something up, so I'll, I'll try that again before the next Famicast. Did you say Siamese? No, I said Super Metroid Sideways ROM okay. hack. There's okay. a ROM hack somebody put out very recently... That basically changes the entire map of the game to be sideways. So you have to be real fucking good at wall jumps. Uh, okay. I think no, I, I can kind of picture that, yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of... Uh, reminds you of the uh, Upside Down Castle in Symphony of the Night. Super Metroid never had anything like that, but now it does, and now there's finally a new Metroid game worth playing. <laughs> I'm, am I right in thinking that there is a part in Super Metroid where the level does kind of move a little bit, like rotate a little bit? Like um, at the beginning of the game, right? Yeah, like it, um, yeah. I remember like the introductory level, it sways yeah. a little bit, but I don't think it rotates it, all the way around. It doesn't, no, it doesn't rotate all the way around. It like, tilts a little bit while that, you're trying to That escape. was a big hook in uh, Super Castlevania Four. There were like uh, rooms that rotated all the way around. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that was like a Super Nintendo like almost launch game. And that was like an amazingly technically impressive game. Hmm. But uh, yeah. let's talk about games I actually played. <laughs> Go. Go on then. So uh, Mortal Kombat X. Uh, I've been pretty much ignoring that game since it has uh, some of the worst netcode out there. But you may have heard <laughs> that they're adding uh, rollback netcode. And this is a big deal because, as I understand it, it's really fucking hard to do on a game you're not straight up emulating. So, is this XL you're talking about? Uh, XL is just like, mm, like like the old DLC edition or whatever, as far <laughs> as I understand it. I like Cyrus actually tweeted about that. He said like, XL includes all DLC, pre-order now to get more DLC or something like that. <laughs> so oh. Includes all of the DLC. Yet yeah, they're making more DLC, so immediately negates the whole, contains everything. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, in any case, yeah, I bought it like a month ago when it was on sale. 
uh, haven't actually played it much. Start playing with it a little bit. Haven't really settled on a character that I like or anything. But uh, I'm very excited for it to get new netcode. Apparently it's been a, a thing they've been working on for like a long time, like eight months. Wow. Because okay. like, like I said, it's fucking hard to do. Yeah, what I mean, wow, you would have just figured they'd just say, hey, screw it, it's 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 done. But Yeah, okay. especially these guys and uh, what they did with the PC version, you may have heard about that. PC no, version. They're just they're throwing their hands up and saying, screw it, aren't they? Yeah, like, you know, the game barely fucking works. It's oh. not getting the next wave of DLC. It's not getting uh, the netcode update. It's not getting any future support. It's, it's fucked. It's like a Wii U treatment, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, that's, that's nothing. That means there's no version coming out. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's fucked. PC yeah. users are so fucked, they should be super mad. And they are. <laughs> it's a sad story. So, uh... I'm shitting a tear right now, actually. Yeah. Like, I would say, like, just always wait on those NetherRealm games. Like, they got 99 problems. But, you know, <laughs> Mortal Kombat X looks like it might become good. So, oh, cool. I'm interested in that. Right on. Become good DLC. Now yeah. $10 extra. Yeah. What else? Uh, I was kind of on a roll for, uh, going back to some Xbox 360 games and getting difficult last achievements that had been bugging me. Uh, I finished getting 100% in Super Meat Boy. Oh, God. Yeah, baby. <laughs> that's that's incredible. I, I'm actually surprised to hear that you hadn't already done that like a long time ago. Yeah, like uh, I just kind of got sidetracked or lost interest or whatever, but like I had like 20 bandages left, and I went back and did that, and it was cool and fun. What does that involve, by the way? Like, like doing it without dying once or something? Like, uh, a bandage is—it's um, just like a collectible, which it generally means you have to do one extra bullshit hard thing in every level. Well, right, not okay. every level. There's like, um, so you have to go out your way to get it, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't. You typically, when you're trying to do that, you can't really get as fast as what you could with just avoiding it and going straight to the goal. But you can still probably get through pretty quickly. It's kind yeah, of like, like, the, like the crowns in Box Boy, like yeah. right behind Danny's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and that, there's like a, a couple of, of uh, tricky ones. There's also like the warp zone levels. Warp where, zone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know that's like a three level survival. And uh, it, if you want to get a bandage out of there, you have to survive all three levels, and it can be. Kind of time-consuming, especially if you die in the last one. Yeah. So you go, you go way back to the first one if you die. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, the beauty about you know Meat Boy is that the, the stages are really short, and they, when you restart them too, it, that's really quick. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't played war, as many warp zone stages as Ty probably has, but I mean, yeah, I can imagine just basically losing your progress after. You know, going through these balls hard levels and like, oh man, I gotta do this crazy crap again. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's that. Mm -hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, I, I full cleared the free to play Frozen uh, <laughs> Candy Crush knockoff game. <laughs> what? 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 Are you. you what, mate? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh,. And I didn't pay for any of my wins. Are you sure? Yeah. Yes, you did. Not not with money, but you paid for it. <laughs> with my soul. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> but, the last mm, remnants of your soul. Yeah. Gone. So and why? My dignity. Why, my dignity why, that's why. what I was looking for. Yeah, but yeah. I did it. You know. Whatever. So why? Why did you do that? I don't know. I just felt inclined to do it because it was free. <laughs> it was number one in the app store. That the 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 moment you looked, we were on it or something like that, right? Yeah, it was worth a thousand achievement points on Xbox Live. This is on Xbox One, by the way. Wow. Oh, that's on Xbox One. Shit. Yeah. I, th- I thought you were talking about an Android or iOS game. Is it, I'm pretty sure it's also on there, but because it feels exactly like that. Like so they it, have free like smartphone games like that work on the Xbox One. Yeah. Shit, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, there's <laughs> another one. Uh, it's more stupid fucking free-to-play garbage, Battle Islands. I've been going ham on that. It's sort of like a strategy game with a, a lot of waiting or paying. And uh, I've just been doing that while I do other stuff. And uh, how do you how do you control these games? By the way, if they're like smartphone games. Well. Yeah, you know, it's basically Frozen is just like Bejeweled or Candy Crush. It's just a fucking slidey puzzle game. You can do it with a controller. It's not hard. Okay, okay, gotcha. And you know, the same thing with Battle Islands. It's just like you move a cursor around, you hit a whatever. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. One more thing I want to talk about. Uh, I bought the. Uh, Hasbro Family Fun Pack on Xbox Live. What have you done with Ty Sugar? <laughs> no, and I've been playing it with like some of my fighting game pals. And we, yeah, that we doesn't make it any better. <laughs> we, we've been going ham on Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> and it's so much fun. Like When you integrate the fighting game trash talk with that game, it's like, oh... So, some random shit about, you know, Shakespeare plays comes off, and, like, nobody fucking knows it, but, like, one guy's like, oh, easy. You guys fucking don't know this. You're retarded. <laughs> and then he gets it wrong. <laughs> and, and it's gold. Does, does script, script quotes still count for games like that? Yeah, I just put one up. <laughs> Good. So you don't have to look. It's Buenos Aires, is that a real city? (laughs) (laughs) False. I thought they made it up for Starship Troopers. (laughs) Okay. uh, I mean, there's certainly other games I played. Okay, one more real quick one. I haven't gotten far into it. But there was a, a, a crossover RPG game with the Capcom characters and disguise characters and some other like JRPG characters and I had like no idea this game existed. It's uh what the hell is that game called? <laughs> Cross Fates something. Anyway, I was surprised I didn't know this game existed, so I bought it for like five hundred yen or something. Marvel versus Capcom. Yeah. Uh no, it's it's you surprised know, I never heard of it. It's just a fucking RPG waifu game where they they talk for like three hours because you got to feed those voice actors. Uh, Actually, I'm not disappointed with it so far. I've only played like an hour into it. But it seems fun. There's like an overworld map and it plays a little more like Final 
fantasy games, except with long chain combos, kind of. Um, I'll report back on that after I play it more. Okay. All right. So uh, I think that wraps it up for me. Okay. Cool. That's a, that's a weird selection. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unexpected. Hey. I wish I could have got that ROM hack in there, but... tell you what, I'll go ahead and continue on with new business here. I don't have a lot. Um, you know, since the last time we had the show, uh, I had mentioned that Ty had let me borrow, um, oh God, <laughs> the Japanese had my uh, titles in my head, uh, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. And um, yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with that. And actually, I cleared through the first four turnarounds in the yeah, game. Maybe. And actually, first, I want to actually welcome on Cyrus. Hey, what's yes, up, man? I Got in the door. Yeah, cool. What are you talking about? He's always been here. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally. Yeah, I was just listening to you guys because you're so fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> like I said, I, I got through the first four turnarounds in uh, Ace Attorney, and my God, it's so fun, man. I love that game a lot, and I think probably my favorite, you know, uh, turnaround was probably with the Steel Samurai. Um, there's just so many cool storylines and stuff going on. So many funny characters that come in there, and there's so many weird <laughs> situations. Right? It's it just blew my mind. It was just so incredible. And um, but yeah, I'm 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 kind of still working through that. I got that last turnaround to go through. And uh, I, so Ty, I mean, you obviously know about this, but you know, I heard that you know since obviously the first four, uh, basically chapters of the game were based on the Game Boy Advance game. Uh, the fifth chapter is essentially like has these new, well at the time you know ten years ago right. uh, new you know new stuff for the DS like a lot more I guess like forensicy type of stuff yeah like uh, you can look at evidence in 3D and rotate it around oh okay. in that one case there's like the last case is a special new th- DS case right yeah so right. you know that was written and designed like after like the the whole trilogy completed. Right, <laughs> so, and I think it has a different writer, so you might have noticed. Okay, uh, it feels a lot different when you're playing the case. Okay, I'll have to you know kind of tune in on that and just see if I can catch that. But um, so yeah, yeah I'm looking forward to like completing that. The Phoenix Wright series is one of those games that like if I could erase my memories of it just so I could play it again fresh, <laughs> like that is one of them because it's so good. Those games you cannot stress how good they are. Right. I bought them. They were on sale recently in like the 3DS store, so I just bought all of them for my 3DS just so my girlfriend can play them when she gets here. Mm-hmm. They're, they're worth. Everyone a, should play those. Yeah, it's a game you want to share. Yeah, and as everybody probably knows by now, but you know, even if you get the Japanese version of that, it has you know dual language support, so that's cool. Um, so if you want to play the game in English or Japanese, um, preferably kind of. As you know, my first real experience with Phoenix Wright was back at TGS, just you know, last year, and I was like, "Wow, 
what is happening? <laughs> to double it with like all sorts of difficult kanji and stuff. And I was like, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, you know, aside from that, I have been playing something else that came out here recently, and uh, that would be Hyrule Warriors uh, on the 3DS. And uh, I'll, I'll note here, too, that I'm not playing the, you know, full retail version. <laughs> I'm doing the cheap way. I just downloaded the free demo uh, from the 3DS eShop. So there are limits to, you know, what I can do. And, you know, they say that this that the Japanese version even has, like, full English support, but it, that's definitely not the case in the demo um, from what no, I've... apparently that's only if you hack it. Oh, really? okay. That's it was really actually... Interesting. It was actually the same for... Um, for, for Smash Brothers 3DS, um, somebody found that the whole English game was in the Japanese version, but just hit, locked, hidden behind it. Okay. So, bizarre. Yeah, it's just the, like the boot up sequence that decides what region it is displayed in. But basically, every cartridge is, you know, technically the same thing. Right. Okay. Which which is bullshit. That is, just that, is, that makes me so mad that I've been playing fucking Smash Bros. The entire way through, not knowing what anything is saying on the 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> You're not missing much. It's... I don't know. I've got like over 650 trophies, I'm, uh, and I want to read what, what they say. Start studying that kanji. <laughs> it, it wouldn't matter, but Melee had, you know, both languages, right? English and Japanese. Right. So it's bullshit. Yeah, but you know, with Hyrule Warriors, I mean, I, I talked about this a little bit, you know, the 3DS version and the Wii U version, um, but I talked about the 3DS version just after TGS last year, because that was the first time the game was made available uh, to the public to play, and, uh, you know, I, in general at that time, I liked it, and, you know, all that type of stuff, and, you know, kind of getting a, a new, fresh set of eyes on it, I could see, and, and not being on a really loud, busy show floor. <laughs> Is it the same demo, Danny? Like, the, literally the same thing? It might have been the same. It seemed a little bit different. It, it's probably the same thing. Um, so but, you're playing it on new 3DS, right? So yes. it runs slightly faster and it's in 3D. Yes. So, And here's the thing, too. You guys have probably heard this out there, too. But if you're actually running the game in 3D, it, there's a little bit of... I don't even know what... You can just see it's not as smooth. Uh, so I just started turning the 3D off as I was playing through, and it, it runs a lot smoother, like pretty a pretty consistent frame rate. And um, but yeah, I mean, it for a 3DS game, it, it looks n not bad. It looks pretty good. I mean, obviously, with any kind of Warriors game, you're gonna have a lot of you know pop in and stuff with enemies because <laughs> there are you know hundreds of characters on the screen. Oh God, why yeah. are these games popular? I don't but, get it. You know, I will defend this Musou game because I've played other ones on the 3DS. Sorry, and, sorry. Did you say Kuso gay, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> might as well be. I've played other, excuse me, Warriors games on 3DS before, and they, the one particular I played, I think it was Samurai Warriors Chronicles 3, probably with a Z on the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Throw it on there. Yeah, but no, man, it it ran like crap. The camera was crap. The character models looked terrible. And I remember at that time, too, they were just, like, avoiding showing the 3DS version of the game for as long as they could. They just always had, like, Vita screens out and stuff. But, you know, with this one, I mean, this is something that they can be proud of, I think, visually and mechanically, because it works pretty well um, in, with the 3DS version as opposed to the Wii U version. You have cool things that they've had in previous Warriors games, too, where you can change characters at certain points in battles. 
but it's touching like little icons on the bottom touch screen. So that's kind of nice and gives you a little bit more variety with the gameplay. And just because you know, man, those stages get pretty big, and sometimes it's just stupid, just trying to run across the whole thing. And by the time you get to the other side, where you know the enemy forces are at and trying to take over a certain point. It's like, oh, guess what? You just lost. <laughs> you know, fuck you, game. <laughs> you know, you just kind of get to that point. But, um, yeah, with the demo, it felt fine. You can play as it was Link, uh, Zelda, and Sheik. And, um, yeah, if you've played the Wii version of this game and are really dying for it on the handheld... Uh, nope. <laughs> you know, I, I, personally, I really enjoyed the Wii version a lot. I think I played it for something like 40 hours in like two or three weeks. and Yeah, I, I really had a, a blast with it, but I don't know if I feel like I need to go back. Is, is it is it literally... It's mostly the same game. I know there is new content, new characters, but right. is, is the main campaign basically the same thing? Well, playing the demo version, I couldn't really tell you that firsthand. <laughs> what I gather, it's the exact same campaign, but they splice in the new characters in kind okay. of in-between chapters. So they kind of overlap with the same story. Okay, so then you kind of pretend it's a new campaign without it actually being new. It's like you're seeing extra chapters that don't actually affect the ending or any of that stuff. They just weave in and out of the story, like a side cool kind of thing. Linkle. I know Linkle is one of them, the female not-Link. Right. Yeah, I saw some. Uh, somebody was uh, like streaming the game when it came out in Japan, and it doesn't, doesn't hold up on a stream... Because, like, you know, like you say, it's got some bad frame rate already. So when you put that in, like, a streaming software over the Internet, it was it looked like it was running at, like, 10 frames a second. But I, I know it probably doesn't look that bad on the no, system itself. God, no. Holy e- shit. Even when you're running the 3D, it's really, I mean, it's, it, it's noticeable, but it's not, like, terrible. Did um, you say you were on a new 3DS or not on a new 3DS? New 3DS. Okay. All the cool kids have new 3DSs, Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, other, other than those two things, I mean, I've been kind of dipping into uh, 1080 on Wii U. I mean, James kind of talked about that last time, so I won't 1080. too much into yeah. detail. But one thing I wanted to comment on, James, something I could yeah. not get out of my head after you mentioned yeah. this, but about <laughs> the music, and yeah. then I kept, like, mimicking it to my wife and my friends. But, you know, like you said, like, <laughs> 1080. <laughs> <laughs> Making these, like, it's like, what are they saying? You know? <laughs> Fantastic. I loved it. Spot on. <laughs> As always, my impressions are 100% accurate. It's like... Right. Oh, man. I think my wife really got sick of me talking about that stuff. <laughs> now, oh, you were doing that out loud. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I was doing it out loud. I, I wasn't even drinking. <laughs> yeah. That's calls for divorce, if anything. Could be. <laughs> All right. So let's go to end my doom business here. James, how about you go next with your new business, man? Uh, sure. Um, so, yeah, I've been continuing uh, playing through Box Boy 2. Um, uh, that's been my commute game. Um, so, like, I've gone through a bit of a up and down with Box Boy 2 because I, I think I was high on it, like, last time we talked. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Um, or, like, yeah, 
<laughs> mediumly not, high on it. Yeah, not down on it or anything. I wasn't down on it, but like, yeah, I've been, I played through like I got I got to the first credits. Like, so there's eleven worlds, and you see the credits. But those eleven worlds, there's there's pretty much nothing new. I I I, I realized like okay, apart from the two box mechanic, but like. It's basically it's got you know it's the crane picking you up, um, except this time you know you're putting one box on the crane by itself and then you're making a platform to go across something at the same time. You know you've got the the lifts and the things that carry the boxes along. It's pretty much all the same, you know, puzzle elements from the first one. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I, I still haven't seen anything new. And it was like you know I was literally on I was like world ten, still nothing new. World eleven, the final world. I think there was like one new element. I can't actually remember this. Danny, you, you might remember this, but was there like there's like a long line of boxes that goes across the whole stage with like a gap in the middle and you have to kind of time it going through the gap. I think that was the only thing that kind of felt slightly new. And then it was over and I was like, huh, okay. And then by that point, I was just I just felt like, okay, this is just like an add-on pack for Box Boy. This is not really a sequel. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt a bit down on it after watching the first credits. Um, and I was, okay, I can't really recommend this unless you're craving for more Box, by, box Boy, you know, what's the point of this, you know? Right. It's, it's basically the same, it's the same, um, it's almost like a new game plus. It's like okay. you've completed the first game, now play it again, but this time you can split the block boxes in two, you know? That's not enough to warrant, like, buying the game again. Um but as soon as I, I like, I I think I tweeted something along those lines, you know, you know. And then <laughs> immediately after that, you know, the the kind of the second wave started, and I totally forgot the same thing happened with the first game. Didn't even remember this, Danny. But like, like the last, you know, five or six worlds were totally different. I think that's when the um, the you know the portal things came into it. Right. In the main part of the game, I don't think they were there. I think that all those kind of crazy elements that they brought in happened in the kind of post-credits bit. Um, so the same kind of thing happened here. Like, um, first of all, the first ever color you ever see in Box Boy game appears, um, that the the world overworld turns green. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, they started in, um, introducing new um, new puzzle elements to it. And I was like, okay, so now it's getting new. Now I'm seeing new stuff. I'm only in like world thirteen, so like two into the new uh, the the second. Play, playthrough, if you want, whatever you want to call it. Sure. And yeah, I think I, I think I saw up to like World 18 or something. So there's a good way to go. You know, there's a whole other game in uh, to play through. So um, I was down on it, and then now I'm slightly more opti- optimistic, but I still haven't finished it. So I can't kind of give a final final judgment. Yeah. But all I'll warn people is, I mean, it's not out in the West yet, but if it, it probably will be announced very soon. Um, if you do, be prepared to have 11 worlds of the same stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> just be aware of that. It's not exactly the same, but it's kind of like, you know, it's like, you know, like in Mario Galaxy, you're playing through the same levels again, but with Luigi, who's got a slightly dif- different jump. You know, it, it feels slightly different, but it's basically the same content. You know what I mean? It kind of feels, feels like something more along the lines of that. Okay. You know, but there are some really clever things with the two, you know, the two sets of boxes and... Uh, you know, sticking on the magnets and stuff, and you can you can actually make platforms yourself, stick them on the magnet, and then jump on that, and then do something else. 
you know there's some, there's some there are some cool things you can do with it but it doesn't the same puzzle could have been completed with like more boxes like instead of giving you two sets of three they could have just given you six and you could have done the same thing you know what I mean right (laughs) they could have just given you a very very long line of boxes and you could have done the same thing basically Um, but whatever you know it's only like 680 yen it's probably going to be like seven dollars or whatever yeah so I mean I think that's my thing with that even though hearing kind of like your, I wouldn't even say negative thoughts, but just you know your opinion about this, and I don't know, I don't know what I, what I was even really expecting from something like this, and I, I haven't bought it yet, and um, but I wasn't expecting something like uh, you know a full 3D, you know <laughs> Mario 64 right. style box boy or anything like that, but yeah, I mean it sounds like uh, you know if you're a fan of the game, it sounds like you'd enjoy it. It sounds like something I would enjoy. Um, not really craving to play it right now. I have a lot of other things on there. <laughs> because there's there's only so so much you can do with you know black and white and a squ- and a box. You know, <laughs> right. No matter how imaginative you are, you know, there's only so much you can do. And actually, the, that's the thing. Maybe that's another part of it. The 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 style of it. You know, initially, you know, the, when you play through the first game, you know, it's it's really you know charming. You know, you 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 do. It has a nice look to it. But you know, once you've You've seen enough of that. It's gonna okay. Well, let's let's try and try something different. Okay, maybe let's have some backgrounds. <laughs> maybe let's make some trees out of boxes or something. Do something with it. But they sure. don't. It's the whole game is white backgrounds, the same gray platforms. Everything. Nothing is new. There's no new graphical elements whatsoever, except with this you know new world map which has got green floor. You know, mm. amazing. But um, yeah, <laughs> you can kind of grate upon, grate on you. <laughs> After a while, you're just like, okay, you're kind of craving for more visual, something more, you know. Especially when you, when I'm going back and forth between that and Splatoon, which is like, you know, color directly blasted into your eyelids, you know. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a stark contrast. Anyway. Um. So the next game, not to sound like clickbait, but may shock you. Um. Yeah, men over the age of forty hate me. Okay. Uh, click now to uh, enlarge your penis. No, none of those things. But um, <laughs> yeah, I've been playing uh, Call of Duty, <laughs> Black Ops Three minus one. Noob Tim kill streak riot shield. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's a brand new game. Uh, Obviously, Black Black Ops Three <laughs> minus one yeah. is uh, you know it's brand new on the systems. <laughs> I'm playing it on the Wii U, so yeah, I got this um, a while back. Um, I actually got this back uh, when I went to England last year, mm-hmm. which uh, um, long-term listeners remember it was like I don't know September last year. So I've had this on my my pile for a long time. And I got it for ridiculously cheap. The reason, you know, one of the reasons why I got it was that it was uh, four pounds, but <laughs> another reason was that you know I'd never actually hadn't actually played a modern um, Call of Duty game like you know all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last Call of Duty game I had was like back when I played PC games a lot. So it's probably like Call of Duty Two or something. Yeah. <laughs> like not not Modern Warfare Two. I mean, two. Call like, of Duty Two. <laughs> like hey, that was an Xbox 360 launch title, right? Really? Yeah. Well I, well, I would have played it on um, PC anyway. 
It's probably yeah, it could, it could have even been the first it one. Might have been Upport. I, I really don't remember, but I had it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, World War Two, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just wanted to know, you know, as it's almost kind of like a almost like a research kind of thing, you know, why are these games so popular. <laughs> it's like got to Obviously, I tried to play online, and there was no one online. Uh, it was like it was a ghost town. <laughs> I think I I had it running for like you know maybe 15 minutes and one guy came on and then disappeared again <laughs> and so I was in this I was in this lobby for like you know like 20 minutes nothing happened anyway I was doing other things I just kept on coming back like nope no one there <laughs> I, think I played zombies on my own for like a few minutes but you know obviously the main you know thing is the main campaign so yeah I think I just kind of wanted to, you know, see this as like a, you know, almost like an action movie. I mean, it's almost like the price I paid for it. It's almost like a movie rental kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Every anytime I buy a Call of Duty game, that's exactly what I think of it as. And if I can get some fun out of online before everybody gets on and gets really good, then that's fine. Well, that last of, weekend. <laughs> yeah. It, well, if you're getting on the Wii U, yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Now they don't even have that, <laughs> but. Right. But yeah, I'm, I haven't quite completed the campaign, but like, the the story makes absolutely no sense. It's completely nonsensical. I mean, Which one is this? Was this Blobs 2? Blobs 2, yeah. So yeah. it's it's partially in the 70s. Oh, it's the one that keeps flicking back and forth between yeah. the future and the, the past. Exactly, so I was, yeah. So second, like... I thought you were shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> but the video of you is... Back on the prize. I'm under okay. my kutatsu. Okay. Yeah, Cyrus is like buried under a blanket for the video viewers. Anyway, um, so yeah, you go into like you know future, you know future tech, you know, uh, you know weapons that can kind of got X-ray scopes that can see through walls, kind of thing. And then you go into like I don't know, I don't even know where it is. I wasn't even paying attention. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of like half watched the cutscenes, and it's like it's just what I don't understand what anything that's going on whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> but the the graphics are good. Uh, it looks good. I think it looks good. I mean, um, there's a bit of an uncanny valley to it because you know they do like kind of hype very realistic, but at the same time the eyes are very dead. <laughs> so it's kind of like a bit weird in that sense. But um, you know, not nothing to complain about. The, the the frame rate's rock solid. I mean, it's it's a smooth game. You know. Yeah, that's, I think that's uh, always been always been a hallmark of Call of Duty, like. Mm-hmm. No matter what, the frame rate was all always sixty, and they never sacrificed anything to get that. Right. So, uh, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, so, is the story is it like a direct sequel to Blobs One? <laughs> Do you happen to know? <laughs> I hope that's an ironic question. <laughs> you uh, asking, I played, I played Blobs guy, One, and first... that was the last Blobs I played, and okay. it made me very uncomfortable. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. You're asking oh. a guy who hasn't played one in like you know twenty years. Okay, I mean, is there, is there any indication like when you're playing it, it's like, oh, this is the same guy that heard it, heard it, or maybe, maybe. No what I remember, I think there was a cup there was different endings to Blobs One, and uh, I think this like keys off one of them, kind of. I think overall the trilogy is very loosely touching on itself. Okay, it all it, it all feels like. Um, like a, like the McBain from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, that, that's what this. It's just like you know, we've got to um, we've got to get Mendoza. 
I'm gonna right. I'm gonna kill Cinder de Mendoza with my bare hands. You know, it's like that's that's all it that's all it sounds like to me. <laughs> that's what I like about blocks that like I like Call of Duty. I I haven't played a Call of Duty ever. Like I've mm-hmm. never played any Call of Duty, but uh. Right. I do. I like that, like the way they take turns. Where Modern Warfare is their serious shooter, then Blops is just like, let's do whatever. I like, I like they have this kind of, you know, they can switch back and forth and do this crazy, like terrible seventies Mendoza murder movie <laughs> in, in the in the Blops universe. Then they can switch back to Modern Warfare and it's all serious. It's all World War Three, blah blah blah. Like just looking at it as like um like a design point of view, it, it does feel very hodgepodge because you've got like the zombies mode, which is kind of like like a 50s aesthetic, like an Americana aesthetic. Right. And then you've got the modern story and then you've got the, the Nam setting. Wow. And then the, and the, the menus are all like futuristic. You know, it just it's like kind of all over the shop. It's like, I mean, it's the, very confusing. The zombies thing probably has to be because that was in like, you know, I think that wasn't at first in World at War, I believe. Maybe um, sounds about right. And that was like you know a World War Two based game, so maybe that's why. Starring um, Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> what, what really? Yeah, Man. the great okay. the great World War that happened in the fifties. Yeah, yeah, that great world, great yes, war okay. that was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. But yeah, I, I just I just you know you've got to understand you know I'm coming I'm not, I've never played I was like Cyrus you know I'd never played a Call of Duty game like like a modern one. So I'm just looking at this as a scientific, it's just like a research project for me. It's like, I want to know, you know, what people see in these games and just kind of just analyze it in that sense and just view it, absorb it as like an action movie and see if it works on that level. And it kind of does, but like, I mean, I'm playing this on easy because I really don't give a shit. (laughs) I just want to get through to the end as soon as possible. I don't want to be retrying levels again and again and again. Um, so but you still do. <laughs> well, no, no, I haven't died yet, but yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like, you know, there's, there's levels where there's like, there's all these guys, and it's like some of them are on your side and some of them are not. And I honestly, I don't know the difference. They all dress the same. They look the same. They're all shouting and... Commentary, jeez. <laughs> they're all shouting and running at me. You know, somebody's like, here's a weapon for you. And then somebody will be like, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to cut your head off with a machete. It's like, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know if I'm supposed to shoot the guy in the neck, or, you know, shoot the guy in the neck or like, you know, help him. It's like, it's, there's like, there's, there's one level where um, they said, you know, we've, we've adjusted your goggles to interact with some dye that we've put in the guys on the other team. So, you know, who's bad guys and who's the good guys. And it was just for one level. And that was the only level where I actually knew who to shoot at because they were highlighted in red. <laughs> All the other levels, I had absolutely no idea. There's, there's a level like you're in the sewers, you're at nighttime, you know, it's raining and it's like, and it's, <clears throat> this is just guys running everywhere shooting at you and it's like, you know, your team member will just run in from the side, you know, shooting wildly and like, fuck, you know, like shoot him in the face. They're like, oh shit, he's on my side. And then immediately after, another guy will come from behind him and he's a bad guy. It's like, I have no idea what's going on, but it's a roller coaster, and yeah, I'm getting some some degree of fun out of it. Um, but yeah, it's 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 in, it's it's freaking intense as well. It's it's hyper violent. I mean, of course. I mean, like I think like the first scene you see a guy like melting in a burnt tank. It's like 
Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that's another reason. Strike at the start of the game or something. Yeah, like, like I've just had my dinner. Flavor. I just got to watch these guys like skin peel off. It's like Jesus Christ. But um, yeah, and there are also these levels where you. It's kind of like a. I don't know how to describe it. Like, like a strategy game almost. Like you can view it from above and you can highlight people and control them and zoom out and then controlling like a drone from the other side and stuff. It's like those those levels. I had even less idea what was going on. It was like <laughs> I don't even know how I completed the level. I was like I was just swapping to random guys, shooting people, and then twenty minutes later I'd beaten the level somehow. <laughs> they they don't do a very good job of explaining what to do and uh yeah. <laughs> I I mean for me with Call of Duty I really enjoyed that last one I really enjoyed is Modern Warfare 2 and they had kind of you know you're talking about like the overhead view thing. Oh, yeah? called, like, oh that was in that one was it? Okay. Well they okay the way they did this like they had is it is time maybe you know UAV is then what the thing's called like the airplane that can shoot Yeah, UAV. Okay, thank you. Well um in like I think it was like maybe some of the challenge stages if you can play with two players where one person is lighting stuff up from the air and you're on the ground, like, one guy just, like, trying to, like, you know, finish the mission or whatever, maybe get to a certain point in the stage. And that was really challenging and a lot of fun. Really cool for, like, co-op type of stuff. But, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, man. Like, maybe that it's trying too much. And I, people are eating it up, obviously. I mean, they're still making these games. I don't – I can never remember, like, sales numbers, but I don't know if they're, they keep getting higher or if they've kind of plateaued. They're good. There are many Call of Duty games in the top 100 – uh, global sales of games. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, so, yeah. as far as like Wii U features go, then there's a I think pretty much all the modes you can play split across the TV and the gamepad. Right. So um um I believe that's for the, all of the modes. I could be wrong, but like the, I think the campaign and definitely the zombies mode, you can do that. So you can have one guy just you know on the couch looking at the gamepad and the other guy looking at the TV and I, I, I tried it out just with you know just by myself <laughs> and I couldn't see any son? sorry why don't you give it to your son <laughs> yes exactly like the burning in the tank scene yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't notice any like difference in like visual fidelity I mean there, there could have been a slight drop but you know that was quite impressive and uh, the frame rate definitely didn't change so nice you know, it's obviously rendering the game twice, right? So that's pretty impressive. Um, so that could be cool. And as far as, like, all the online systems, of course they weren't working because no one was playing it, but, like, the, it was very streamlined. It was very un-Nintendo. It was like, you know, me as a Nintendo guy, it's like, wow, this is, like, to set up lobbies and, you know, invite friends in and, like, see who's online and see who's doing what and to add them. It was, like, very easy. And it was like, whoa, shit, you know, this is, like, in depth, you know, I've never seen this in any Nintendo game because <laughs> obviously it's a third-party game, one of the eleven that are on the system. So, <laughs> so that was kind of an interesting experience as well. So, little is kind of like a sample of Xbox Live via the Wii U. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's a strange combo, isn't it? Box Boy and Call of Duty Two, Black Ops Two. Perfect. <laughs> A double will. There you go.
So yeah, let's pass it over to Cyrus. Yeah, so uh, how about you go ahead and uh, close us out here with new business, dude? Cool, so I've just been grinding trophies in Smash, but mainly I've been, uh, I picked up Hyrule Warriors too. So I got the original, the Wii U version, not the new Legends on the 3DS. Okay. But it was kind of spurred on by that. It's always been like in the back of my head, I kind of wanted Hyrule Warriors, but then Legends is coming out, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll finally get it. How much? Um, pretty expensive because I got the full, I got it on the eShop, which you know has oh. yeah, kind of pricey. I was looking at like importing a disc and getting a second hand and all this stuff, and the cost of like the postage fees just brought it up to the same as the eShop. So I said, fuck it. Okay, fair enough. And uh, so yeah, so I got eShop and all the DLC. I got the full shebang just to get the whole thing. Nice. And, uh, so it was like. 74 euro, I think. It was, Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, Did you play the game a little bit before buying the DLC? Or no, you just I went, figured it, all it in. seemed like the kind of game that I would play it a lot. And it was like, hey, it's got Midnight, it's got a bunch of new maps, a bunch of new characters. It's The DLC is very sizable DLC. It's DLC I'm totally okay with. Where it was like, it's not just like a bunch of costumes for loads of euro. It's like, it's sizable additions to the game. Which is... Very nice to see. And uh, I, I was say, you know, I, being a big fan of the game when it first came out and stuff, I, that was one thing I never really got into. I never got any of the DLC stuff. I had always meant to. I think, you know, other games were coming out at the time. It was like, I don't really need to spend, you know, whatever, a couple thousand more yen on a game I've already played for like 40 hours or something. But I don't know. I'm, I'm still interested. But at this point now, it's like even further out of my mind. Um, and I'll just stick with maybe free demos on my 3DS or something. But. I thought some of it was free. Am I wrong in that? Like some DLC was free? It was like Splatoon, where they released a bunch of content over time. Like they added in the boss characters. The, the, the villain characters were not playable at launch, but after a few patches, they were released as playable characters. Okay. And, uh, I remember like, there's a cuckoo one. You can play as the chicken, right? <laughs> or something like that. That's in the DLC. It's like a secret character in the DLC. That, so it's not listed as one of the things you can buy, but when you clear the DLC, you unlock this cuckoo as a character. <laughs> it's amazing. A secret character. A secret character in DLC. When has that ever fucking happened? It's like so, a fan game. <laughs> yeah, so... I've never really played a Musou game before, or Musou, whatever they are, but uh, a Warriors game. And I've always hated, like, watching it. It's like, you know, you're this all-powerful guy with these totally inconsequential enemies everywhere. It doesn't seem like fun at all to me. And uh, for the first start of the game, it, it was super boring. I'm like, oh my god, I just burnt $70 on this game where it's no fun at all. But after a while, like, my perspective of the game shifted, where it's not you fighting all these guys. The enemies are literally inconsequential, because you're so powerful. It's a strategy game, where, you know, you, you just have a really slow mouse pointer, where you have to get your dude to the right places at the right time. And once I saw it like that, where it's, like, kind of managing your position, not managing what enemies you're killing... I was like, oh, wait, this is actually a really interesting game mechanic. So I've really started to enjoy it since I stopped paying attention to fighting anything. <laughs> like, okay. I'm just, you know, I'm just, a, just, I'm just scything my way through thousands of enemies at a time, but they're so easy to kill, you don't matter. It's just 
your placement on the map is what's important, which is really cool once once you get into the the vibe for the game. Right. So I have been really enjoying it, and I've been grinding through the story mode and a few of like the adventure maps in the game. Mm-hmm. And the game has an obscene amount of stuff in it. Yeah. Like, I mean, even when I just had it at launch before any of the updates, DLC, any of that stuff, I mean, even just going through the adventure stuff, I mean, there's a lot of crap to do, like, on that adventure map. And that was, like, the last thing I tackled. I did, like, the story mode stuff, and then I went to adventure mode, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this added, like, this, like, doubled my playtime with the game. Yeah, I think, like, I was reading, like, a, a quick uh, guide on the thing to see what, what people, like, you know, what you're supposed to do in the game. And it's like, they reckon 4% of the game is story mode, like, is the single-player campaign. And then there's, like, you spend 90% of your time in these other gigantic modes. They're, like, challenge maps. And that. Mm-hmm. and it's, yeah, the game is huge. Yeah. So, well, yeah, that adds up to 140%, so it must be huge. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's, the one thing that I've been kind of worried about is whether or not it has a huge amount of content or it's kind of a Skinner box situation where I'm just unlocking a bunch of crap. Like, you can unlock hearts, well, pieces of hearts for your characters, containers, all the Zelda stuff. And they're, like, spread across all the modes, so you unlock... You're constantly unlocking stuff for all your characters. And so that's cool, but a lot of the stuff you're unlocking is inconsequential. It could be applied to experience points rather than unlocks. And... Right. So, and the DLC is kind of, uh, seems mad overpowered. Like, holy crap, Link on Epona is fucking crazy. I had to stop using that weapon. Epona is classed as a weapon in the game. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, of course. and so usually, you know, you've got the Master Sword or whatever, you're just going around chopping up dudes. But with Epona, you're constantly running, and it's got this big scythe action where you're hitting all these guys in a huge circle around you. And what would take regular Link, like, you know, a lot of attacks to kill a huge group of enemies, Epona would just kill, like, literally thousands of guys in seconds. Uh, <laughs> it's like, I, it was just, it ruined the game. I was using Epona for a couple of levels. I'm like, okay, this is, this is destroying the game entirely. So I stopped using that pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um... For good points of the game, it's got that huge amount of content. It's it's like uh, like Smash Bros or whatever, where they've got this. They just pay so much attention to detail and fan service, and oh, yeah. it's like it's it's just oozing with character and love of the franchise, which is really, oh, really there's, cool. There's plenty of fan service in that game. That too. Yes, uh, Chia or Sia, the the main villain. She's she's got a lot of plot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, new characters aside, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think you hit it right there, Si. I mean, and I think the developers did a great job of kind of touching on nostalgia for the series as a whole. I mean, Adventure Mode, just, I mean, it's the whole map of the original Legend of Zelda, which is just, it's just cool, and then each block represents some kind of a thing that you can do, basically, and that, that's just really cool. And lots of cool, like, familiar enemies and just familiar... Uh, sites and stuff like that, weapons. It, it, yeah, it's really great. And uh, on that note of like the adventure map, where so the adventure map is just it's like you said, it's a one-to-one re- replica of the Legend of Zelda on the NES, and each tile is like a different challenge map. 
and within each tile you can search around the map and uh, you can unlock extra rewards or extra you know modifiers to the battle but you can use a compass item which will like give you a hint where is the secret on this map but if you've played legend of zelda and you know where all the secrets are in the game all the the secrets on the map are in the same places on this adventure map so if you know where all the bomb locations are in legend of zelda you can just bomb those locations in the the adventure map and it'll give you a reward which is super it's cute really really cute cool so yeah I <laughs> I I'm I do recommend the game, not for the price I paid for it. Seventy four is an obscene <laughs> amount for this game, but yeah. it's a cool game. I'm I am enjoying it, and I put a lot of hours into it. Mm-hmm. So Cyrus, you'd rather spend seventy four dollars, seventy four years on this than Mario Maker, which apparently is too expensive. I never said too expensive, did I? I oh, just said I don't want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just don't want to play a good game. Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, I've got this gigantic shelf of Disney Infinity. We can talk about my life choices later. <laughs> um, Different podcast. Oh, yeah. One one other thing, my last complaint about the game, is that uh, it's really grind-heavy. Like, yes. You level up your characters, and leveling up your characters renders the difficulty obsolete. Mm-hmm. Like, if you over-level, the game is super easy. If you're, It's, like, trivial. Everything is trivial. If you're underleveled, it's physically impossible. Which, like, you you literally can't beat some bosses fast enough if you're not high enough level. Which is, I hate that kind of leveling system where player skill is redundant when it compared to the actual game systems. Just bleh. But aside from that, really cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, welcome to 2014. <laughs> Brings my total Wii U games up to four. Cool, cool, cool. Yes, I, I like how me and Cyrus are playing like games that have just come out, but actually not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am hoping they release all the Hyrule Warriors content as like DLC for the thing, because I do want to play the extra campaigns with Lincoln and stuff. I would like to go through them too. Mm-hmm. I don't want to buy the game twice though. Right, that, that's kind of where I'm at too. <laughs> I'm going to buy Star Fox 64 that, the week that Star Fox Zero comes out. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. All that right, well, may, or may not be a joke. <laughs> D- depending on the reviews for Star Fox Zero. Right. Hey, nothing wrong with waiting for the reviews for that. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to the news. But for podcast listeners, uh, James has a special segment worked up that we're going to be putting in right after this. So if you're listening and watching the live feed right now um, and you want to hear what all this is going to stuff going to be about, then, yeah, please download us, um, download the podcast on uh, iTunes and all that other stuff. You can also go to Nintendo World Report. Check that crap out there, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a bad way to it's really it. selling it. everyone, it's JC again, and this time I'm here with your Mario Maker Minute, which may or may not last about a minute. So yeah, the uh, latest costumes that we have added are the Yamamura Pigeon, with Mario M on his chest, and uh, Princess Daisy, um, who doesn't say, Hi, I'm Daisy, which is probably a good thing. 
Um, there was another um, update to the game. There was actually a maintenance, um, which kind of was at a weird time, and people were like, what is this emergency maintenance? So the truth has uh, since come out. There was actually a huge um, uh, glitch that could have been could have ruined like world record times, because what it let people do was basically edit stages while still while not actually taking them off- offline so basically you could make you could add items and then undo and then it would still count as the original stage so you could actually add you know things like feathers and stuff and just fly over stages that originally didn't have feathers in for example um, there's an article on Kotaku by Patrick Klepek who explains the whole process of what went down over the past few days, and it's kind of crazy what happened. But anyway, thankfully the glitch has been fixed and everything's back to normal. So yeah, I just thought I would share some uh, tips for you guys about uh, making levels. Um, I love making levels, and uh, I thought I would just share a few things that I've learned um, while I've been making levels. Um the first thing is um, there's a there's an item called the mushroom platform, which is yeah like a big mushroom. Um, but I, hopefully you guys know that you can shake things to you know change the colors and change the variations of stuff, right? So if you change the if you if you shake the mushroom platform, there's actually like three color variations of it. Um, the original the eight bit games Mario Brothers one and three they're very similar in style but if you go if you change them to the underwater ones they actually look kind of look like a cake so you can actually maybe get a bit creative with that and it, also on the original Super Mario Brothers if you um, put the mushrooms uh, on that then the the stalks actually become girders so you can actually create some kind of you know original like almost wrecking crew kind of style levels with that and you can actually hide the top of the mushroom behind blocks and stuff so you can actually just keep the stalk visible which is pretty cool so you can actually make you know like a, a factory looking level or something like that um, so yeah get creative with that so lots of things you can do it's actually the same thing with the item called the semi-solid platform um, if, if, again, if you shake that, um, it changes the style, so you might have like a box um, with one thing, but then, uh, for example, on the Mario World uh, theme, if you shake that, you might get uh, rigging, ship rigging, so you can kind of make, um, you know, pirate ship style levels, um, or on the, on the airship, you kind of get ones with portholes on. And, uh, yeah, there's even some cool ones on the new Super Mario Brothers theme, like, uh, where if you go on the underground one, you get, like, kind of bones and stuff. So you can, you know, really get creative with these, um, kind of, these background images, uh, these background items. You know, you can do some loads of cool stuff and, you know, might give you some inspiration to, you know, theme a level around them. So, yeah. And they don't actually, you know, get in the way. They're a kind of a background item. So, you know, you can just like decorate the stage and, or, you know, you can make platforms out of them too. So, yeah, go crazy with the mushroom platforms and the semi-solid platforms and see where you go from there. Um, as for levels which have kind of stood out for me, um, there was a crazy good one uh, which was based around uh, like a Pong game where somebody actually made kind of a Pong game in Mario Maker where you could actually hit a... Uh, a spring which then activated something else which activated something else and you can actually bounce a shell back and forth between uh, like a CPU controlled um, uh, kind of pipe shooting out shells it was pretty crazy and it worked you know if you hit you know the right place at the right time you could actually you know complete the level it's just a complete stage in just one in one uh, screen it's pretty amazing so yeah I'll add that to the uh, show notes in the Famicast so you can uh, click that 
bookmark it and play it next time you're on Mario Maker. So yeah, that's your Mario Maker Minute, which may be longer than a minute. But uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that. And if you want more from this kind of thing, then let us know and we'll do one of these again. So yeah, keep making those levels. Keep making good ones. Squidly Diddly, this is JC here with your Splatoon update, your uh, Splat update, no, that doesn't work. Anyway, so this is just a little mini-segment on Splatoon, all your news and tips and updates that you'll ever need. So yeah, big one we have uh, this time, uh, there's new maps added, the first one was Anchovy Games, which is um, based on the uh, game development studio that made the Squid Jump well, that's the story that they're spinning with it anyway. And, um, of course, there was the Piranha Pit, the one before that. So, yeah, Anchovy has um, some uh, fans which you can hit, um, which are based on fans in, found in a PC, which can raise and lower the uh, some platforms. And if you hit them uh, long enough and look underneath, you can actually see the servers that are running the uh, Game Developer Studio, which is a nice touch. And yeah, as for the last uh, the weapons that were updated, um, we have the custom Hydra Splatling, um, which is like a kind of water hose, which has a sprinkler sub-weapon, and you get the bubbler, the bubble shield with that as well. So it's a pretty cool combination. You want to probably throw one of those sprinklers down and to charge up your bubble shield as quickly as possible. So yeah, it's a good weapon. And that is actually the last weapon which will be added to uh, Splatoon, for now at least, um, the, the free updates. So that makes a total of 74 unique weapons and 16 stages that have been added to uh, Splatoon. Pretty cool. So yeah, as for um, some pro tips, um, as for the aforementioned Piranha Pit, um, one of my personal favorites for that stage is actually to use the ends app, um, the one that comes with the sprinkler. Um, what you can do, if you have a sprinkler on the Piranha Pit stage, um, it's the one with the rotating um, the, the conveyor belts. If you put one of the sprinklers on the conveyor belts, it'll actually go down the conveyor belt, and then and when it reaches the bottom, it'll stop, and it'll just keep spinning, and it'll, and it'll coat the entire conveyor belt back and front while you're busy doing other stuff around the stage. So it's pretty cool, and you can charge up your uh, special very, very quickly with that. Um, if you want to practice it, yeah, be sure to go into recon mode. Um, you should definitely do that with the new stage, the Anchovy games. It's a very dense stage, and uh, there's lots of like little um, ways to get around. So yeah, be sure to check that out. If you, especially if you're doing things like tower control and uh, splat zones, you really need to know your routes for that. So yeah, and another little pro tip, um, if you want to practice um, a specific stage and a specific uh, mode, I would recommend doing the one-on-one uh, -on -one, one -on -one friend match. So all you need is just at least one friend uh, to go online with and from there you can actually select any map and any mode that you want and uh, you can practice that way. Of course, if you can have uh, seven friends, that would be even better. Yeah, and uh, last little tip I've got for you is some, actually some cool little um, smartphone apps that have been made uh, over the past uh, month or so. So the, on iOS, there's one called Splat Track, and there's another one called Eco Widget. That's a uh, sorry, I K A Widget, 
And what these do, these are actually let you quickly view the uh, the stages that are on, in play at the moment. But the second one, the eco widget one, it actually um, lets you see what your friends are playing that that very second, even if they're not playing Splatoon. It'll tell you if they're online. So it's actually just like having a cool. Um, app for your Wii U. You can actually immediately just pull down your notifications and immediately see who's online at that very second, even if you're nowhere near your Wii U. So yeah, I definitely recommend grabbing those. Um, on Android, there's one called Splat App or Splat Companion, which kind of do the same thing. Um, so yeah, if you uh, want to, you know, get good, then be sure to get one of those. It'll help you uh, know what's going on. So yeah, that's it. Until next time, stay fresh or something like that. We're going to go ahead and move on to the news, and um, I'll start out with the first little bit here. Actually, this is something that. I think a day after we finished recording, this was kind of <laughs> as is tradition. Yeah, as is This is announced on uh, Nintendo's website here in Japan. Um, okay, so there's a new game coming out on the 3DS and Wii U uh, mm-hmm. eShops, and it's called Mini Mario and Friends uh, Amiibo Challenge. And this is set to be coming out actually today, with the day of recording on January 28th. Uh, and basically what this thing is, it's a game, has like over 60 stages, and basically you're, sc- and it's like in the kind of like the same graphical style as like the Mario, uh, the, what the heck do you call it, the Mario minis. And yeah, that- uh, March of the Minis, yeah. Right. It's like, it's like the old Lemmings games or Chichi Rocket. Where you're- right. And, you know, they made, uh, what, they made a, a, one of these games a couple of years ago, both on the 3DS and Wii U. It's probably just like, you know, using the same engine and just kind of like doing that type of thing. But um, yeah, basically, you, you scan in your amiibo, and then you can go through levels and be using like the touch screen to draw like little uh, like platforms so that they can go across. And you're going through tunnels and trying to get to like a goal and stuff. But there's there's a real big catch to this, and basically, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty egregious. And I, as soon as I found this out, I, my tune just totally changed on what I thought about this. But by now, you probably already know, but I figured we'd just maybe bring it up on the podcast. But um, the only way to access this game is to actually purchase an Amiibo. Um, I got loads of Amiibos. I can use those, right, Danny? Of course you cannot. <laughs> with starting, I guess, as of today, all in... Yeah, all 28th of uh, January. Ship with this. And they come with this little ticket that has, you know, a, a code for the game that you can like, go download on the on the stores. But, you know, obviously... <laughs> What, what about the people that already bought Amiibo? I mean, that seems just like a big fuck you to all the people that have already sunk a lot of money into it. Right. So, I don't well, know. To be clear, I don't think they're going to be start shipping them. I think what they're probably going to do is they're going to send all of these um, coupon codes to all the stores, mm-hmm. and they're going to say, from now on, when somebody buys an Amiibo, give them one of these. That's and a lot actually, of one, one of our live... But then again, so, it's Nintendo. They might just be, okay, we're putting these in all the new packages, so that means all the back stock <laughs> that stores have, especially now, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, it's oh. going to cause like a nightmare for this stuff. Like, because there's, um, there's a limited uh, time window for this, right? I, I think know. it expires. Is it, is it like no, a month? Don't, don't stop, James. No, no I think it's maybe the... <laughs> oh, man, I don't remember. But I could be right, but um, it actually 
quite um, good that we're answering this because one of our live listeners, Anthony Dranfield, actually asked if that did actually come out. Um, he wants to us to confirm or deny the fact that it came out today. So yeah, it's we can. Allegedly out. It. <laughs> I mean, none of us can play it. Yeah. So um, yeah, apparently the code works for both the Wii U and the 3DS one. That's... Yeah, I I was in a big camera yesterday and I didn't see any mention of this game. Anywhere. One day early. One day early, Cyrus. Yeah, but but usually like they will at least have signage and stuff up. Like they have an entire amiibo section and counter in my local Vic, so you think they mention it somewhere? But yeah. well, Japan is just not that hot on amiibo. If it was America, there would be you know there would be a line to queue up for you know pre-ordering the piece of paper, you know. But in Japan, people are not that bothered, I guess. Right. <laughs> people just get it when they get it. Yeah, and you know they they did also mention that it's possible that they'll release this to some eShop on both eShops a little bit later, um, but there's no official word yet as to when that's going to happen. So they they only work with the is it the Super Mario series? Uh, no nope. amiibos. They, they work with every amiibo. Yes. But if you put any if you put the Mario series ones down, you get a playable version of that character. Okay. But if you put any other amiibo down, you get like a generic, you know. Right. It's like, oh. a, it's like, a, oh, it's like it, a, yeah. a little bomb or something. It looks like a bomb armor. I can't remember, but it's... No, it's like a square thing, isn't it? It's like, um, I've, I don't know if that character's been in a Mario game before, but it's kind of like a walking black block. Yeah, so that, yeah, that must be the generic one, yeah. Okay, makes sense. So if you put your, your, your uh, Splatoon ones on, that's probably going to happen, right? You're not going to get a nice little Splatoon girl, unfortunately. No, it's, it's, it's only the, the core Mario dudes. Yeah, they're kind of super deformed miniature versions of the uh, the Mario yeah, characters. they're supposed to be toys, like toy yeah. versions, lined up clockwork toys. Exactly. All right. is, this the, is this the Amiibo section of the podcast? Uh, allegedly. Uh, well, I accidentally ended up with another Amiibo. Uh, this month, <laughs> since the last episode, um, so my my son actually got got one without my knowledge. <laughs> so he went he went shopping with um, his grandma, and uh, I came back from work one day, and he was like, "Daddy, daddy, I got I got a new amiibo for you." And I was like, "Okay, cool. What did you get?" And he and he showed me this. <laughs> oh, hey. He got me. He's like, it's a Doctor Mario. It's so cool, right? Because he knows that I like Mario, so maybe he thought, you know, I wanted every version of Mario. <laughs> um, so yeah, of course I was. I said, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, brilliant. I really wanted it, but in secretly I was thinking, why didn't you get a Splatoon boy? Then I could have got the friggin' DLC, man. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. <laughs> you did. You well, did. Now, Don't yeah, I, I slapped it out of his hand and said, what can I do with this shit? I can't do anything with this shit. What is this? I can unlock one costume in Mario Maker? Get this out of here. <laughs> I didn't do that. You totally did. So yeah, now I have a Dr. Mario. So It is cool. It is, it is a nice amiibo. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was a great figure. I just, I, I've been kind of not buying any amiibos lately. But um, yeah, that, that's one that I kind of want in a way. Um, and if if we'd waited like a week, then I could have got that stupid 
Amiibo and Friends game, right? Yes. There you go. <laughs> they should have slapped it out of your son's hand. <laughs> I will next time he brings one back. Princess okay. <laughs> Peach, get this out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, continuing on with the news here. Um, <clears throat> not Amiibo related, but Pokemon related. Actually, we have a couple of different Pokemon. A lot of different Pokemon related things. Yeah. I'll start out with this. Cause this is uh, it's it's something that's also near and dear to my heart. Um, Super Bowl, American football. I love it. And, um, you know, the Pokemon company was talking about, you know, how they're going to have a Super Bowl commercial and that stuff costs, like, upwards of, you know, millions to make this for, you know, what, like a minute or 30 seconds or whatever of a commercial. And um, they, yeah, I guess, I'm pretty sure this is official. I'm pretty sure it was their official, like, uh, um, page on uh, YouTube and stuff. But they, they released the, you know, the, the, the video and it was like, okay, this is, this is it. <laughs> oh, I think I think I saw that. It's just like people training Pokemon in real 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 world situations, right? Right. So it looks like it's training Pokemon. A lot of it is not training Pokemon. It's deliberately right. designed to fool you into thinking it's something else. Right. So is oh, is this the new Call of Duty game? <laughs> I'm watching it now. Yes. Oh no, it's a Coke commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It is weird. So, I don't know. I mean, considering how much money they put into this stuff, uh, that seems like regular Nintendo. It actually, <laughs> I tell you what, it looks like a Pokemon Go. That's what I was thinking, too. That's what I thought it was. I was like, oh, cool, they're using like the 20th anniversary to really push the Go. Okay, but... And then they didn't say anything about it at all. <laughs> yeah. But that, that, that's kind of what I, got, what I thought, too, Si. The whole ad just kind of went over my head. I don't really get it. Yeah, like... Because that's why it's so American brilliant. football. You just, you just don't get it. You don't yeah. get the artistic, you know, that's, nature that's of it. That's what I feel. It's like maybe I'm too old for this. Maybe I'm that dad telling my son, like, you can do this because I don't understand it. Old. <laughs> it's just, it's coming. It's, it's, it's just one of those like very abstract, you know. I don't know what it was selling. It was selling the concept of Pokemon without actually yeah, selling yeah, any yeah. specific. It's got Pokemon. a URL, Pokemon20.com. Yeah. The rest of the Pokemon 20 stuff, this seems pretty cool. Like, they're doing a lot of, like, you know, limited edition merchandise, and they're re-releasing all legends. So they're, do they're doing cool stuff for uh, for the 20th anniversary. Actually, speaking of that, side, do you want to talk about this next little bit of news here that we got in the agenda? So, uh, oh, yes, this, this brand new Pokemon game that was a thing. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, a while back, like, like, was it three years? It was a long time ago. Right. There was this uh, Japanese TV show called The Professionals, where they follow around, like, a, a worker. And they kind of offhandedly mentioned this weird detective Pikachu game where you've got, like, this hard-boiled, you know, detective noir-style game where Pikachu is solving crimes. And everyone's like, what is, what is this insanity? And it was all theater. blurred out. They yeah. they blurred out all the TV screens that were showing it, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, and then Nintendo never said anything about this game, ever. Yeah. And everyone was like, was that just some weird TV fever dream? What was this Detective Pikachu <laughs> And then suddenly, yes, like this week, they just like, oh yeah, remember the Detective Pikachu thing? It's a real game. Mm -hmm. So uh, what was the official Japanese title is Meitante Pikachu Shin Kombi Tanjo. Like, does it, what? What's it in English? Like Detective Pikachu, the new combo or the new party yeah. or something? And uh, right, New baby. blood. 
Yes. Yeah, so you've got this, like, Detective Pikachu who's, like, got a Sherlock Holmes, like, magnifying glass and hat, and he apparently goes around solving crimes with his new partner, Tim, or something. And, <laughs> Tim. But, but Pikachu is, like, fully voiced by this really deep-voiced, like, Japanese actor. Yeah. yeah. So it's, like, this, like, like middle-aged Japanese man. <laughs> yeah. You know, he probably smokes whiskey for dinner and drinks cigarettes, you know I mean? <laughs> it's great. And he has all those, like, insane actions you've never seen Pikachu do, like, where he's, like, screaming up into the air, like, no! Yeah. He just walks into a murder scene and goes, you know, McConey, what we got? Stubs out this cigarette on the floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's just so bizarre. Like, I just don't know where this game came from or where it's going. He actually meets a regular Pikachu at the end of that uh, yeah, commercial. Yeah, which was right. great, really, which really is, funny. Which word. is just to prove that it's a it's a weird, you know, it's not the Pikachu, it's a Pikachu that just happens to be a deep-voiced uh, detective. <laughs> that speaks fluent English and is, like, hiring this strange teenage boy as a sidekick. And and that's the great thing, it reverses the role, where Pikachu is the master and the boy is this, like, servant slave that he sends out to do stuff. So Right. What everyone's right. always wanted in a Pokemon game. Exactly. So here you go. And uh, for release information, this is actually coming out on February third, so just next week. It's going to be priced yeah. at yeah fifteen hundred yen, uh, temporarily down to twelve hundred. And uh, actually, if you have a Japanese 3DS, you can actually pre buy it, pre-buy it, and pre-load it uh, right now. Um, so yeah, get on that. I'm probably gonna get this. It seems kind of just it's so wacky. <laughs> just like, why not? It's like no, you know, 1200 yen. It hits English, 100. I'm getting this game. It's too bizarre not to buy. <laughs> and even this thing where it's like releasing, it's like, oh yeah, the, the P new Detective Pikachu game out next week. And I was like, what? What? Yeah. what? Right. So yeah, yeah. yeah just, you you would think that would be like a Nintendo Direct thing that's you know coming later this year, but not like later this week. Yeah, they just dropped it, and it's like, boom, here you go. <laughs> like a, like Sega Saturn agree, again. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll see. If it, as long as it's not another hate you, Pikachu, we're all good. No, I don't. Uh, I hope not. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you can probably look forward to me talking about this in the next episode of the podcast. So I'm serious. So Hey, you Pikachu or this new game? Both. Okay. <laughs> Good. You can buy plenty of copies of Hey You Pikachu around here, I'll tell you. I, I went through Hey You Pikachu to get that Celebi, man. I did it. It was not good. Wow. Uh, speaking of that, <laughs> not really at all. Uh, Ty, do you want to take this next little bit of news here? <laughs> oh, yeah. Actually, maybe these next two bits. This type of stuff is kind of up your alley. Yeah, baby. And if Ty, maybe if you need to help out Ty a little bit with this next part, too, feel yeah. free. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Like to like to leave for this bit? Yeah. <laughs> Get out. See you later. All right. So, Polkin, Polkin. I think I floated this as an idea a month or two ago, and it became reality. Yeah. So, um, you know, we heard uh, the wired Polkin controller. Um, in Polkin, you can't use two of them. Like, one player has to be on the, uh, the tablet or whatever. But, um, yeah, the wired Pokemon controller is usable in all modes, but when you play local versus, player one has to use the gamepad, player two can use the controller. Well, online and local versus are 30 frames per second when you do that, right? It's shit. <laughs> so, 
they have it so you can play on a local area network, hmm. and that that will boost it up to sixty frames a second, and lets you let you play head to head or whatever on your own console with That's... your own controller. So yeah, so so that seems like it's like pure tournament mode, where it's like full frames. You can use your controller of choice, and you know everything is standardized, which is cool. Just like in the arcade. Yeah, which is genuinely really surprising. Like, I I was not expecting Nintendo to release a LAN-capable game like this. You know, it's just, it's nice to see. I was genuinely like, wow, this is a kind of a turnaround moment for me. They well, they did it on the GameCube, like, ten years ago. But yeah, that was... exactly, but <laughs> when has anyone done a LAN, you know, a special LAN feature in a game in the last how long? Everyone just does internet everything, so... It's neat that they saw, okay, we have a limitation here. Let's try and get around it in any yeah. way we can. Especially they... for, you know, hardcore fans or people like Ty who really care about, you know, fidelity and stuff when it comes to this type of stuff. Because, yeah. you know, if you're if you're missing out on these frames, that's, this, this stuff matters to people, especially hardcore people. If you want to build up some kind of a hardcore audience, this is the type of stuff you got to focus on. So, you know, bravo, hey, good job, Pokemon Company, you know, for... Or whoever the wait, who's developing this? My God, I feel like an Netcode. idiot. Okay, good job, you guys, because maybe your netcode isn't as good as what it could be, according to some people on this podcast. So you'll need two Wii U's for that. That's yeah, need yeah. Two, two Wii U's, two TVs, a LAN cable, two, two copies of the game. Yeah. Where do I plug in the LAN cable on the Wii U? USB. Well, okay, <laughs> USB. <laughs> the USB dongle that you have to buy. Uh, adapter, you know, for it. Yeah, wow. So by no means, this is not as convenient as like a standard two-player thing, but it is an option at least where yeah. I did not foresee them doing one. Which is you can't go wireless. You have to have a cable. That's what it seems like. Probably oh. I don't know. Does, that, does that sound like something that would appear at final round bats? Uh it's a bit of a big setup. I mean, me and Ty could bring our setups if we both get Pokemon, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. We'll see. Unless well, it um, Cyrus, you've got a European Wii U. Yeah, I was going to say, unless it doesn't support, you know, <laughs> it's like yeah. region locked. That would be amazing if it doesn't support, it's like region locked LAN play. <laughs> it will be, of course it will be. I, does that sound surprising? I mean... Uh, no, don't say stuff like that, you make me sad. It's probably true. Is it is it a worldwide release for the game, by the way? Yeah, worldwide release on March 18th. Well, Sai, I'll tell you what. You can buy a Japanese version of the game and just give it to me, and then oh. you come <laughs> over to my house if you ever want to play it. I was cool? going to get like a digital, so if I buy you the physical, that means I get the Amiibo card. Sure, that's totally fine. I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me keep the card. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm giving you a deal here, man. Yeah, true friend. Yeah. <laughs> Would that card work with his, though? Because that's a Japanese card. Damn it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> actually, you, you joke, actually, but I actually tried... You know there was a Yokai Watch app that was released in the in the West? Nope. That lets you scan the, the things, because it's to replace the fact that, you know, we don't have, uh, you know, an arcade scene or, a, you know, capsule machine scene in, in the West, right? Cool. So they released this app, a free app, and it lets you scan the tokens in. I tried, I downloaded the app, and I tried scanning my son's Japanese uh, Yokai Watch medals. It didn't work. Yeah, of course. They were region-locked. <laughs> <laughs> of course. 
Yeah, I, re- I read that on Twitter, and I was like, I was had I a drink in hand, I would have spat it out or thrown it. <laughs> <laughs> region locked plastic medals, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, you, you region locked my son's toys. Yeah. Well, I guess keeping along the same, you know, uh, uh, fighting same, game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fighting games. Boom. Uh, <laughs> How about you guys talk about that next little part there too, Ty? I mean, you're definitely always into this type of stuff, especially about this particular event. Hell no, video games are for children. Yes. Uh, so Evo lineup was announced uh, one or two days ago, and um, <coughs> there are nine games in the lineup, and three of them are Smash 4, Melee, and Pokken. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I have a lot of things to say about this. <laughs> Everyone in the fighting game what? has a lot of things to say about this. Uh, you know, Smash 4, Melee, they get a lot of players. They have a following, okay. Uh, Pulkin, well, okay, okay, Cyrus, in, in one word, what's your reaction to Pulkin being in the EVO lineup? Well, in one, I don't know. Uh, two words, cash money. Yeah, win. that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking cross Tekken too. <laughs> this is like, yeah, like no one like in previous Evos, you can tell like clearly money changed hands. They were given some serious funding to put certain games in the lineup, but this Evo is like, wow, the entire thing is just like for sale. All the slots were, like, bought by the companies. Ty, I feel like you've said that before. I feel like you said that maybe this time last year about a different game. Yeah, oh, God, which game? Was it Mortal Kombat or something? Uh, it might have been Injustice. Yeah, oh. if oh, yeah. it wasn't here. I, I feel like Injustice was bought in. And, yeah, and I think you, you called shenanigans it. on that. Yeah, and this is the same thing, like, you know, I kind of disagree with Cyrus. Like, I think the other eight picks were the the obvious uh, picks that like the most players are going to play. Except, you know, uh, Ultra Street Fighter Four isn't in, but you know, that's another can of worms. Yeah, we can, we'll we'll skip that. That that I would not stop talking about that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Pokemon. No. Uh, let me. You, you've if you've listened to this podcast before, it's every month. Me. And Cyrus telling you, you know, this game sucks, and it was dead on arrival, <laughs> and it's not good, and this whole thing is is just exactly the same as like this this Street Fighter Cross Tekken fiasco, if you ask me. So that game was also not good, dead on arrival, bad, <laughs> a really bad game, 100% paid for, and it got into Evo not once but twice. Hmm. <laughs> And, he, you know, the second time, yeah, it was, like, super embarrassing. They didn't even stream, like, anything except the top eight. And it was, it was really sad. It was, like, you know, like a stomping on puppies competition. It's, like, nobody really wanted to watch it. <laughs> and I think that's exactly what Polkan is going to be. It's just going to be a shit fest that no one wants to play because, you know... Like, the most generous thing you could say about it is it's unproven. And, like, you know, the worst thing you can say about it is it, it's a bad game that, like, needs a serious rework. <laughs> yeah, I, I am curious to see how much the console version fixes, because 
the arcade is a mess. It's a mess of like trying to squeeze money out of everyone. So without so is, that is it going to be like a like an eight year old eight year old Japanese kid going to win this? Oh no, it's going to be Tonosama, <laughs> for sure, right? Who's Tonosama? He's uh the the current number one ranked Polkin player in Japan. He's also the the Ripter player in Killer Instinct and the oh, wow. uh, the Shumagrath player in Marvel. He's yeah. uh he's a bit, he's very talented and I, as long as he goes to Evo, I think he's going to win Polkin free. Cool. Well, maybe one of you guys will come out. Just keep practicing. You can have a two. Pushing Pokken as like a viable tournament game, which is cool. Like I'm totally down with people doing that. I. It's just weird that Pokken is not out until March. So and Evo is in July. So at maximum, they've got like four months to play this game before the the tournament. Which is not. Cyrus, how how good are you at the game? I'm fucking shite. Oh my god, I'm bad at the game. Like every time I, sit, I play it like once every two to four weeks, and I sit down every time. I'm like, okay, what do my buttons do? Every time I sit down, and uh, it's so a good sign. Yeah, it's it's a like it's a there's a game there. There is one. There's one buried under all the bullshit. So I will 100% buy it on my Wii U when it comes out, but and then I will judge it properly because. I can't play the arcade game. It makes me too mad. <laughs> but but yeah, seeing how Nintendo have pushed this, like they've got a, a world tour of the game, they're putting in Evo, they've got all this other, you know, they're trying to make it a big deal, which is cool. I'm, you know, good luck. Oh, good luck. Good luck to a rip and please. Like yeah, like I just hope you know the console version just gets a a good reworking. Maybe it'll be good, but uh, this is history repeating itself. Yeah. But they did announce my favorite Pokemon, Chandelure, is a playable Pokemon, <laughs> so I am super stoked. I don't even know what that is. Is that bad? It's a Chandelure-shaped Pokemon. It's like my waifu if my waifu was a Chandelure. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, okay. Tiny next section. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, <laughs> actually, um, on the on the topic of like you know tournaments or whatever, isn't there like a Splatoon tournament happening this weekend in uh, Japan? In... Yeah, it's, I think we talked about this back when they first announced it. But yeah, there was a Splatoon tournament going yeah, on did, all throughout yeah. Japan, and but now, it, now it's happening. <laughs> so... Well, yeah, now it's happening, and what the championships are coming up, or maybe they're happening. I don't really remember. <laughs> we, we were it's talking... a tournament and it's a concert, right? Yeah. So at like the the games. Tokyo Games event or something. I don't know. It's not quite Tokyo Game Show. They've got like the all Kanto regional finals and the Splatoon concert where they play all the game music. Right. Yeah. The so. the official J- Splatoon Japan Twitter account has been tweeting pictures and uh, like t-shirts and stuff that are going to be at the event. If you follow at Splatoon JP for that. Or in a. If you follow Splatoon. EU, that's the uh, official European Splatoon Twitter account. If you follow Splatoon NA, that's an unofficial done by fans. And I'm not even kidding. That's not, I'm not trolling. There is no American, there is no American Splatoon account. It's done by fans. But Europe and Japan have their own official ones. Good job. Good job, Reggie. Good job, Reggie. 
Um, I guess moving on with the news. Uh, do da, 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 da. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm that's like, a brief to- topic, Danny. Yeah, I know that's not a big topic. <laughs> Next rumors, yeah. Well, there's like, yeah, we're, we're building up, aren't we? We're st- this is like you know, we're in January. We're still in this the time when we are, you know literally nothing official about the NX because Nintendo haven't said anything, and every single podcast you listen to will be talking about these rumors. Right. Um. Basically, it's the 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 fact that there's there's rumors coming out that um NX will be released in handheld form first. Right. And then you know a console to be released later, you know later next year or whatever, and. I don't know. I, I can actually kind of get get behind that. Yeah, it kind of makes sense because like, because like the Wii U's got Zelda this year and a bunch of other games. It's got Starbucks and Zelda's big games and you know probably more other games to come out. And I don't know about you, but I'm not ready to like you know throw my Wii U in a dustbin and well, I know Ty is probably nodding his head right now, but <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got a lot of hours left to play in my Wii U. And I, I don't even want to think about having another home console just yet. I mean, I don't, I don't know anybody who's thinking, I really want a new home console right now, whatever system it is, right? Right. Well, I mean, I, I think if, like I said, I don't want to go real long on this particular thing, because yeah. I think we can talk about this for probably a very, a very, very long time. But, I mean, yeah. you know, if they are indeed trying to make some kind of a device where it, all this stuff works together, the handheld thing works together with the TV Thing somehow, I don't know. It just seems kind of weird to be releasing them at different times and just kind of making this divide in the market uh, with yeah, what they're trying to do. Good. So that, that's one aspect of it I don't like. Of course, I mean, you know, 3ds is getting pretty old. It's five years old in like a month here in Japan. So I mean, yeah, it's it's almost time. I mean, they're still they're still selling okay, and there's still like some decent software on here. I mean. You know, Detective Pikachu, <laughs> maybe. So uh, I don't it know. It is also weird because like the 3DS is going to get a lot of games in the West this year. Like, you know, all those RPGs that are coming out and everything, right? right? And maybe less stuff, though in Japan. Right, most of that stuff came out last year here. So I mean, not trying to be you know a braggy asshole, but it's just the way of things. Well, yeah, I think some, somebody uh, tweeted out a picture of um, Final Final Fantasy Explorers in a oh, bargain bin in say. Japan. Oh yeah, man! Yeah, I, think it was, I think it was nine hundred yen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is about and, like eight to nine dollars equivalent. Yep. At the same time, that you know, you can superimpose like picture of it on a you know a Best Buy shelf, you know, for whatever forty, fifty dollars. Yeah. I mean, Bravely Seconds already down really cheap too. Um, I got it for Christmas actually. I because I put a bunch of games on my Christmas list that are really cheap. Like it was like eleven hundred to twelve hundred yen, and I got it. <laughs> so, I mean, that was cool, but. Thanks, yeah. Santa. Yeah, thanks, Santa. A lot of the stuff, I don't know for whatever reason, just didn't do that great here. Or it's just going to the freaking bargain so really quick. The the only thing that kind of like doesn't make me want to go, you know, whole hog with this with this rumor is that you know, let's say you know a game is released, like a you know a Mario game or a you know a portable Splatoon game or something like that. Um, if it is released and if they are if these games are going to work on the TV as well, is it going to have on the box? You know, will work. At a future date on a different console, you know, or will it? Will they? I don't know. It kind of makes me think that they're not actually going to do the buy one game get one free route. It's going to be like it might be cheaper or something like that. You know what I mean? It's. I don't think it's going to be like a cross buy. Exactly. But, but I mean, so. if, if 
connectivity is supposed to be this really huge thing about this new console, then that just seems weird to split it up in half, you know, release half of your product at this time of year. And it's basically what, why is this, what is this, how is this any different really than how things are now, except for now with the new stuff, you have a promise of this stuff that's going to happen in the future with connectivity, possibly, you know, some kind of parity with the devices. Do you remember, um, it was kind of almost like, like two or three years to the date. I was actually tweeting about this, but like, um, the, do you remember when the iPad came out and there were, iPhone games that were going to be up, up res to the iPad, but they, they hadn't quite started doing that. So they said, for now, you can just press this button and it'll blow it up into a larger screen. Mm-hmm. But in the future, if you see a plus icon in the App Store, these will actually be, they'll actually ha- contain the iPad version in it. So you buy one version, you get this the small iPhone version, then you get the big iPad version. So they could do something al- along those lines. You know, You buy it at first, it only works on the handheld but later it will be updated and it will be available to play on the TV at no extra cost or at some little cost or something like that. But anyway, the one thing's for sure, if they screw this up, you know, it could be catastrophic because, you know, (laughs) and let's face it, Nintendo (laughs) could well do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because nobody wants to buy games twice or buy a system twice or whatever, right? You know. Maybe me, but... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could it could work out well. I mean, for me, you know, buying a system now for two hundred dollars and then the home console next year for three hundred dollars that would you know help balance my budget. <laughs> that would be quite cool, but you know, I don't know how many people would want to do that. I think it's also kind of it might be clever as well to get because you know every the the Wii U is poison. It's toxic. No one wants to talk about Nintendo home consoles at the moment. You know, they're kidsy, they're like whatever. But everyone and their mother love 3DSs. Like, they're, everyone has a DS, everyone has a 3DS. So, if you can get the NX into people's hand as a handheld first, where it's like, oh yeah, cool, this is the new console. Then they release the home console version with all these connectivity features, and you're like, oh, so, you know, I already have half of it. It's not too big of a jump to get the, the home yeah. version. Yeah, I can see that too. Kind of like tricking you into getting a home console again. Uh, if people buy it at a later date, then it's it's like it's a five hundred dollar purchase, isn't it? Because you know, if you're not like an early adopter who buys the handheld first, you know, at you know two or three years down the line, you're gonna see the console and the handheld next door to each other, and you're like, so I need to buy both. Like, no, that's expensive. I don't want to buy both. They'll make a nice cheap bundle. Nintendo love cheap bundle prices for stuff, don't they? Uh, cheap, cheap five hundred dollar bundle. Yeah. <laughs> Look, see any of those Wii U bundles, man? I mean, especially here in Japan, it ain't cheap, man, I tell you. Some of them almost $2 less than they were five years ago. <laughs> it didn't even come out five years ago, but, you know, <laughs> did now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, we had a couple other little different things with, like, uh, just talking about notable releases and charts and all that stuff. I guess I can burn through the charts. We really talked quick. about some of these already, right? Yeah, yeah, for the releases, that's fine. I mean, I guess some of the cool, like, virtual console stuff. Um, <laughs> Konami Crazy Racers. Oh. Is, uh, in in Japanese. Uh, go ahead, Ty. Oh, that's a fun game. I played it. Yeah, it's got, like, pretty decent reviews and whatnot. I think on Nintendo World Board, got a pretty decent one, if I'm remembering correctly. Maybe Johnny even played that, Johnny Metz. I don't remember, like, for the review. Um, but can that's it, something. You never remember the song on the uh, Japanese TV advert? 
No. It's great. Oh, you'll have to you'll have to put it in. Okay. Okay. You'll have to get it put it in. Yeah, Danny will have put that music in. So I hope yes. you enjoyed that. Oh, you, we're you, about to enjoy that. You will enjoy this. And then, uh, yeah, actually, Kirby's Canvas Curse is coming out as well. So, man, I might have two new games that I don't need, but I'll maybe just buy anyway. <laughs> How do DS games work with this? Will it like one screen be the TV, the and the other the touch screen be the gamepad? James, take it away. Uh, Cyrus, such innocence. Such man, innocence. You um, must just like close yeah. your ears every time James is talking about you know DS games, man. On Wii U. Yeah, I, I've actually, I've actually reviewed two DS games on Wii U: um, Mario Kart DS and WarioWare Touched. Then not Metroid Prime Hunters. Um, no, no, no I, I didn't. I didn't do that one. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> is that is that out? It's out in Japan. Oh, okay, you should you should get on that. I'm thinking about it. But you, Basically, Cyrus, they give you every option under the sun. Um, every imagine, every option that you can imagine, they they have let you do that. But unfortunately, none of them work very well. <laughs> so you can you can split it across TV and gamepad. You can have them both on the gamepad, both on the TV. You can have the touchscreen on the TV, and you can do anything, any combination. But none of them feel right because it's a TV and it's a it's a handheld, it's a tablet, right? So the gap just doesn't yeah. make sense. The only game that it, it was okay with was Mario Kart um, because, you know, it's it's a racing game on the TV and it's a map in your hands and that yeah. that's fine. But something like, um, I mean, that's it, the, especially Kirby. I mean, the game that Danny hasn't even taken out of his freaking cellophane wrapping yet. No, I have. I bought it over a year ago. I just had not even put it in my Wii U. You're an idiot. Thank you. Um, but that game doesn't... People complain about it, right? It's like, you know, you're using the gamepad, but you look, have to look at the TV. So, but people don't do that. You just end up using just the gamepad. Right. So you, you lose all that beautiful fidelity on the TV. I mean, it's supposed to be a beautiful looking game, right? But the only person that's going to be able to enjoy that is your wife, who's looking at the TV while you're staring at the gamepad. <laughs> so, right. Um, so with the DS game, it's not even going to look nice on the TV, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah. going to look friggin' terrible. Yeah, you're not looking at a visual powerhouse here. I mean, this is a 10-year-old DS game, so... Well, yeah, it's just a, it's a DS game on the TV. Yes. I mean, yes. come on. <laughs> yeah. so, um, I guess the biggest thing out of charts... I, I didn't think this was that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, what about that Klonoa game? We didn't mention oh, the Klonoa, did yeah, you? sorry. Klonoa... That's kind of a big thing. Yeah, Klonoa 2, Dream Champs 2, um, GBA, Japanese version, Kaze no Klonoa, Dream Champ 2. Um, that's something that just came out, I think, last week. Um, I don't know, but I've never played any Klonoa games, but I've, I was always kind of been interested. Have you guys played any of these games in the series? No. I like the character, but I've never played any games. Okay. It does have its fans. Yeah. I don't know any there was, of them. There was, but... like a, there was a 3D re, uh, remake or original game for the Wii, I remember. Yeah, it was a, I think a remake of the first one, possibly. Um, yeah. It was supposed to be all right. Yeah. That was the thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I won't get too deep into charts, because like I said, we're, we're kind of keep trying to keep this episode a little bit shorter today. Actually, it's getting pretty late here, too. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, apparently... Well, you know, Wii U, yes. outsold PS4 and Xbox One combined, probably. Yeah, of course. Combined. That doesn't matter. And, you know, obviously the Wii U have had a year head start on the PlayStation 4 and more than that on Xbox One. Not that it matters for Xbox One here in yeah. Japan. 
Looking at the um, lifetime sales is truly saddening for the Xbox I mean, One. Looking at the weekly sales is just terrible. And, I mean, 52. I mean, that's what... It, it shouldn't be this bad, considering that the system is basically a PlayStation 4. Uh, you know what I'm saying? If you're really looking at just, like, really simply, you know, but it's just because it's not Japanese, it's not going to sell very well here. And that's a, Don, that's Danny, a thing. Danny, the hardware numbers you've gotten here are different because the PS4 outsold the Wii U in the hardware that you've got at the bottom. What? Because <laughs> PS4 is like 24,000, Wii U is like 11,000. Oh, just for the week. But like total, this is talking about you know, lifetime... The whole of 2015? Uh, like the entirety of the, the console's life cycle. Yeah, what I have down here on our agenda, oh, okay. James, this is just the week. Oh, life, life today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. So, I mean, it's still pretty close. I mean, PS4 has sold through, you know, a little under 2.5 million, and we used just, uh, you know, a little bit over three. And the Xbox One's at, like, you know, 64,000. <laughs> so, but anyway. 52, 52 units this week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> not, not even triple digits. Yeah, no. like, it's, just, it's so sad. It's so sad. Like, it really does disappoint me that Japan is like this. Like... I'm just waiting. I'm just going to see how low they actually track this stuff. If it, one week it's just like two, this, that's just going to be like, why are you, why is this even being tracked? But It would be cool if it gets to uh, one and you could be the one guy who bought an Xbox One that week. <laughs> like Achievement Unlock pops up in the store. Yeah, pretty much. So It's amazing right. that there's two, there's two um, GameCube... Resident Evil games in the top ten, but neither of them are on any Nintendo systems. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Wow, bitter. Yeah, actually, yeah, a lot of new releases that have made the crack the top ten this week. Yeah, Biohazard Zero or Resident Evil Zero remake, and then a special collection of the remade remake of the original, and then a remade, you know, uh, Zero. <laughs> it's a re re remake. Yes, those are all up there, and. Uh, you know, Hyrule Warriors on the 3DS is up there, number three this week, and uh, the new Yakuza game, both the PS4 and PS3 versions are uh, up at the very top. <laughs> PS3 so. killing it in Japan. Yeah, hey, it's still a thing. I mean, you still got game when you still got games like these Yakuza games and, you know, Winning Eleven coming out, and, <laughs> and people buy this stuff, you know? So You know, that's something that I wish Nintendo would get better at. I mean, Sony are brilliant at that, like, Supporting their consoles, like after you know the next generations come come around, because like, for example, like Wii U was just like dominating for so many years, just like it was. Skyrotting, the the original Wii, yeah. yeah, like just skyrotting, skyrotting towards like the most sold console ever, and then it just stopped, and so it just didn't reach what the PS2 did. I mean. The, P- the, the PS2 sold so many after the PS3 was out, way after it was out, because they released that $100 version, and they were still releasing games for it. And, you know, they did all those, like, cheap bundles and stuff, you know, with, you know, games that... It's strange, because, like, the Wii U is... Like, Nintendo are always backwards compatible to one generation. Yeah. So, like, why don't they support it if it's still literally supported by the console? Yeah. And then they tried that Wii Mini. It's like, what was that about? What a load of shit. I mean, <laughs> there's there so many things they could have done to support the Wii U better after it, you know, it died. Right. Well, it died in the eyes of the hardcore, you know. They could have done so much, but they didn't. 
and that's annoying. And the Wii U is going to be even worse than that because it wasn't even popular to begin with. So, <laughs> like this time next year, I mean, you know, Reggie, if we said to Reggie, like, so what Wii U games are coming out in 2017, he'll just go like, sorry, what now? They'll say like, are we are we what now? <laughs> you know, he won't even remember how to pronounce Wii U in 2017. So, look forward to that. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> let's go ahead and uh, sorry, that's okay. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to some feedback. So, as always, if you guys ever have any questions, actually, first of all, thank you guys for listening to and Zoom and tuning in right now. We appreciate you guys watching. Uh, we got a lot of comments already on Twitter and stuff. And we're going to try to get to as much as we can. Um, but, yeah, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, you can do that at the Famicast. If you want to send us an email, you can do that as well. We're Famicast at NintendoWorldReport.com. Uh, leave comments on the YouTube thing right below here, whatever, <laughs> all that type of stuff. Uh, this first question, Ty kind of touched on this. Actually, um, I think it was on the last like podcast article at the bottom of that. But uh, this one actually comes from Azik Azik in the forums, and he says, "Hey, question for the next Famicast: Can you elaborate on how is PC gaming in Japan? Uh, availability of games and prices on Steam. Uh, one problem with Steam in some countries is that people don't use credit as much there." Steam started to sell. Da, 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 da. I think. Wait, what the heck? Okay, basically, <laughs> how, lost it. yeah. How does this stuff work in Japan? And Ty kind of had a good idea about this because he's a uh, connoisseur of the Steams, as it is. So, uh, Ty, do you want to maybe touch on this a bit? Yeah, uh, I think I what I posted in reply was uh, you can go on to Steam and you can just uh, buy a game. And then you select your payment option uh, at a convenience store. Mm-hmm. Then you head on over to the convenience store and you pay there mm-hmm. through the kiosk, or you could just give like the number for an internet purchase to the cashier, or either or, depending on the convenience store. I said I was going to go test it out, but I didn't. <laughs> but <laughs> some of my, but yeah, I have some friends around here that have totally done that, mm-hmm. and. Uh, as for like the more general question of PC gaming in Japan, uh, you know, it was ne- never huge, but over the last few years, it's definitely been getting like a lot more traction. I think. Cool. I don't have any numbers to support that, but <laughs> that's the vibe I get. Yeah, okay. Even for like PC fighters, I've been seeing a lot of Japanese names popping up in lobbies where you know two or three years ago you wouldn't find any real Japanese players playing. Right. You guys know anything about playing computer games? Man, I got a Mac. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Sorry. <laughs> All right. So I'll leave it at that. And, and I'll, if I do buy some uh, games on Steam uh, through the convenience store, I'll definitely talk about it. But yeah, mostly I've just been using my uh, debit cards, which seem to work fine. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, when I go to buy a game, like... Sometimes they'll tell me, "Oh, you're on the wrong marketplace. Let's put you on the same, on the correct one." And it's like, you know, 
it just gives me the same game, puts it in the same thing, because there are no regional differences ever. Uh, maybe the story would be different if you're in Australia. Yeah, no, the prices haven't been weird either. They've been, you know, about the same, like, with the current-ish exchange rate. Like, you know, I haven't seen... I haven't been screwed on any prices or anything that I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty nice. I, I, I haven't been fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. By, by Steam or Japan, as far as that goes. So, hey, good news all around. Yeah, yeah. I love that you can pay for it at the convenience store. It's so Japanese. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a really cute system. I love that stuff. Like, Yo, like, yeah, like some of my friends here were like so excited when that happened. Like, oh, I could just pay at the convenience store. Ooh, it's so uh, convenient. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. The thing about Japanese convenience stores is you can do everything at them. They are amazing. Yeah, it's more like a post office, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like I, I pay my phone bill there. You can buy movie tickets. You can buy everything at the convenience. They've got just like, every, you can collect your post there. It, it literally is a post office. Ooh, buy your concert tickets. Yeah, there's like yeah. a there's one of the one of the people I follow on Twitter. She she's lives in Japan. She does like a lot of comics. She she goes there and she like scans all her stuff in the convenience. All her comic pages are like scanned in the in the convenience and all this stuff. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, scans, faxes, uh, prints, <laughs> all that sort of stuff. Bathrooms, the only place you can ever find trash cans in Japan. Well, they started putting them inside, so I can't dump my, you know, you know, toxic waste <laughs> in the middle of the night walking around drunk. It's inside now. That's here inside to my butt. That's, what, that's what the bathrooms in uh, in large malls are for. <laughs> okay, good to know. So, um, here for all of your trash can needs. <laughs> yeah, I got. I think I think I got my Mario concert tickets in the convenience store. <laughs> yeah, I got, dude. I get everything there. I got, yeah. It's, so convenience stores in Japan are great. They're just they one, literally one of the are best, very convenient. You know, in in gaming for for gamers, they're like you know, like getting stuff delivered. You know, when you're not when you're not at home, it's really annoying when you miss stuff. So you can actually have it arranged to be dropped off at the convenience store, and then you can just drop by there on the way home. That's a that's a pretty cool thing to do. Right. So they can just ba- take care of your post for you, basically. Right. So let's go yeah. on to the next little piece of mail here. I'm not actually, actually I don't know who put this in here, but oh, it was uh, me. Okay, I thought maybe. So and this is just <laughs> a, a quote, a thing it? from IRC, and uh, it seems weird that in Mario Kart 64, etc., they had the same voices in all regions except for Toad slash Kinopio, the name for Toad in Japan. Uh, did Inoue decide to change his Japanese voice because it was just too awful? Um, yep. I didn't really know the differences between these voices until I started checking this stuff last night, and I was going through, like, the every character, well, I think most of the characters, like, Wario in Japanese just sounds like a freaking maniac. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, even more so, his voice is deeper, and he just seems like more of a crazy person. I, I know they had to change a bunch of Wario and Luigi's voice samples, I think maybe in the Mario parties, because they mentioned, like, oh my god. But I didn't know it was full voice swaps, but uh, that's cool. Yeah, for some things, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, Luigi's voice is just really high-pitched in the Japanese version. Peach, you could just hear the Japanese girl behind the voice. Like, okay, and it's, you know, instead of something like, okay, it's like, 
okay. It, it's just like so. Uh, actually, Japanese. in Mario Kart 8, I, I actually do hear a tinge of Japanese in Mario Kart 8. Okay. You hear that? Yeah. What's I think some of them, yeah, they haven't changed. When are they going to add in, like, voice pack DLC using the Cat Mario voices? The UK Cat Mario? I didn't oh play Mario Kart with those voices. <laughs> I would pay money to not have that in my game, please. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, as for the reason why these were changed, maybe it really was because they were just too awful? I, I really don't know. I couldn't Yeah, it seems kind of rhetorical, I think. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe I shouldn't take the steps too so literally here. But, um, I'm just definitely... I'm just surprised that we got a question from IRC. It's like, what? is this like? Well, it wasn't asked at us. I just saw it and I thought it was interesting, so I put it in. Oh, okay. What? Okay. Do you not know about the the big IRC following the Famicast has? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, that would be great. So, yeah, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it's, you probably have to take it about 20 decibels down from the Japanese version for Western people to stomach it. Right, right. So, actually, That's why I can't I, listen to J-pop without coming out in hives. He loves it. Don't let him get. Don't let him think. <laughs> don't, don't, don't think otherwise about that. Um, we have another really good question from Tony Wasoya. Oh man, this. Oh yeah. Oh, can of worms. Let's yeah. do it. <laughs> Oh, we got some. I would say if we do this, because we got some other stuff from Twitter, like during the people, show. People, people need to know about this. It's okay. I think this is this is quite topical at the moment. Okay. It won't be so relevant next week. So okay. Next time. So again, this comes from Tony Lasoya, actually the Fami, uh, the Fami, uh, Fami cast artist, and uh, came from Twitter. He said, "Hey, are you guys surprised about the things that Nintendo removed from the U.S. version of uh, Fire Emblem Fates?" And um, for those of you guys that don't know, uh, we have a story up on NWR. You know, I think uh, Curtis Bonds, he wrote it up and he put it up there and stuff. But basically, there's like a support conversation in the game. And uh, in the Japanese version, it's basically... Conversation, that's a way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> we, we briefly touched on this uh, many, many episodes ago when the game first launched in Japan. Right. Well, there's a female character who's gay, you know, likes women. And they... I don't exactly know how this all plays out because I haven't played the game, but essentially she gets drugged and then she sees males as females and females as males and then she ends up falling in love with what she thinks is a female but is actually a male and then whenever the drugs or whatever wears off, she says like, oh, I'm basically cured. I like <laughs> I, I mean, it's just... I, it's way more convoluted than that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For, for basic bones, yeah, that's, that's the general gist. She, Basically. she gets tricked into seeing a man as a woman, falls in love with him, and then is like, oh, well, I love you even though you're a man. Yeah. Maybe, but... Uh... <laughs> it's one like, of those uh, hashtag oh Japan moments, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, in, like, in Japan's defense, they probably meant it completely innocent. It's not supposed to be read the way it's being read. Right. But... Even <laughs> even if you read it as being completely non-offensive, it's still like really terribly written and awful, and should be removed from reality. You know, it's very reminiscent. It's very reminiscent of when they said um, about Animal Crossing, and they were going to remove strange relationships because you know, uh, was it? Oh no, sorry, was it Tomodachi? 
and uh, they said, you know, oh, two men shouldn't be able to get married, so we'll rem will we it's remove those strange relationships? Uh, yeah, the bug. And, <laughs> you know, after, after all the shit they got out of that, I thought that they wouldn't ever do that again. And they sounded like they were kind of remorseful and, you know... These two things at least, happened very similar like, time is the problem. They, you know, and of course, you know, NCL, you know, Japanese side of Nintendo were probably, you know, completely ignorant. They're like, what, what was wrong with saying that? You know, they were yeah. probably <laughs> playing the innocence card. Well, right. another way of saying innocence is, uh, you know, stupidity card. But um, but then this is exactly the same, and actually it's part of the game. It's not even a, you know, quote-unquote bug. It's like, it's literally put in there as part of the story. It's like people are, you know, like, you know, there's this woman who needs to be cured so she can fall in love with a man, you know. It's, uh, yeah, it's very, very strange. And it's very re reminiscent of those um, kind of gay conversion clinics that they have in America. Oh, boy. Uh, they, might, they, might, they might have them in other countries, but, you know, the, the most, you know, prevalent or known about the ones in America. And, yeah, it's kind of a bit, uh, yeah, very dodgy. Can of worms. The game yeah. itself, like Fire Emblem, it's got the two versions, and if you pick one version, you can have a gay relationship, male-on-male -male relationship in one version, and you can have a female-on-female -female relationship in the other version. So it's not like there's no gay relationships. Yeah. It's a thing in That's the game. Right. So it makes it even stranger, right? Like, yeah. why would they even do this? It's like, it's kind of undoing the goodwill that they were doing. It's kind of. I don't think so. I think they're strange. trying to avoid controversy here by <laughs> fixing this this. Ter this thing that was such a terrible idea to start with. <laughs> and like those, it, it, those goddamn whiteies made us do this. We didn't oh. really want to do it. Well, yeah, I so understand it. Like uh, a lot of Japanese players reacted badly to this just because it was so fucking terrible and awkward. Okay, I'll say maybe they're just trying to be like, well, it doesn't matter about what this person looks like, or even what sex they are, if you love them. Even though that you supposedly lean one way or the other, then that's that's, that's perfect or whatever. That's one hundred percent what they were aiming for with this. It, I mean, it's it's fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's come on. so tactless and it's so idiotic that they would think this is a good writing. And, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm and, like I don't like yeah. censorship. Obviously, no one really likes censorship, but this one hundred percent should be removed the fuck from the game. It's well, the, the Japanese version should be censored, you know. <laughs> they should go back and remove this bit from the Japanese original. They should patch the dialogue to make it good. I am really <laughs> curious to see what they do, but they absolutely need to fix it, to clarify what the fuck was going on here. But, I don't think they'll clarify anything. Yeah, I know, that, but they, that's, that's at bare minimum, but, but I they can have, see the they... entire thing being accurate. I think the the West the maybe NOA or NOE have actually come out and made a statement about this, and they did say you know they did confirm you know like Cyrus said they've confirmed that you know there is a gay relationship you can have, and you know in the the bonus content there's another there's another gay relationship that can be you know and played out in that as well. So it's like they're just kind of trying to focus on what there is in is in the game, you know. Um, I mean, we, as you know, Westerners, we shouldn't be complaining about this. We should be thankful that we don't have the weird, weirdo version, right? <laughs> but doesn't this make, doesn't, I don't know how you guys feel, but like when these things kind of happen, you know, same with the Xenoblade, you know, no half-naked 13-year-old, it's like, you know, how dare they? It's like, how is this, how is this, was this ever okay? It's like, it makes you kind of feel a bit weird about living in Japan. It's like, 
okay, we're living in a country where, you know, people don't bat an eyelid at half naked 13 year old. It's completely normal. <laughs> you know, why does it have to be censored in the first place? It shouldn't be in there in the first place in any version. You know what I mean? It's just so fucked up, and some of this stuff has just been in, been in and around Japan so long. What the hell can we do about it? You know, honestly, exactly. We it's kind of like in, it's kind of like in Japan. A... What the fuck can we do, white guys in Japan, to get the shit yeah. out of you know fucking games that we potentially like here in Japan? Absolutely nothing. Because in the fucking oh, okay, I'll just stop. <laughs> but <laughs> and and it's kind of like NOA or NOE are kind of like. You know, it's kind of like at a family party when you've got like a drunk uncle who's like, you know, slightly racist or slash completely racist, <laughs> and he's and he's just going around like, and he's like, you know, talking smack about you know various uh, religions and races around the world, and then you know you, you've got to kind of follow him around the party and go, oh, no, no, he didn't, he didn't mean that. Like what he actually meant was like this. <laughs> That's basically what NOA and NOE are doing. Oh man, this is the best analogy. I'm gonna use this forever. It's good. That is good. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, we're really sorry. He's he's actually a really nice guy. Seriously, seriously, he's not racist. <laughs> we'll edit this. He's out actually totally video. racist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a podcast title in parentheses: not racist. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Amicast sponsored by NCL. But that is not the only thing that was censored in this new version of the game. So, oh. in addition to like the the character romance. Oh movie, yeah, the the molestation bits, yeah. Yeah, so there's a molestation what? mini game. So the in the Japanese one. <laughs> I'm Jap- sorry. Go on. <laughs> Japanese. Ty, version. show me where. Show me your hands, Ty. Show me your hands. Where are they? You oh, can are. Uh, you can increase your relationship status with any of the characters by initiating a petting mini game. Doesn't this include like genetically related characters too? Yes. So <laughs> yeah, this, baby. This is very forward thinking. So there is no age, gender, or uh, or you know sibling relationship boundaries with this. So yes, as uh, as James is demonstrating here, this is pretty much how it goes down. Ignore uh, me doing this. Ignore uh, me doing this. Don't don't look at me doing this. Yeah, so you you pick a, you go to a character in like the my castle, which is just you wander around talking to your characters, and, uh, <laughs> and you can stroke the character. You know, you just like stroke them in the head, stroke them wherever, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it will increase your affinity. <laughs> oh, that is not helping, but. So, <laughs> so oh, yes, man. this this game was, for reasons beyond my comprehension, <laughs> removed from the European version. You can no longer stroke your sister until she loves you more. What <laughs> <laughs> oh, I okay. have heard as a valid complaint against this getting removed is that affinity for your characters is actually important to the game. Or like it levels up the characters if they have affinity for each other. So by removing this entirely, you are making the game harder to play for the Western version. So I can see that that's a complaint. They but still, Jesus Christ. Why yeah, don't you just like is it talk to your sister? <laughs> is it definitely gonna be harder? Or are they gonna tweak other things? So if they tweak other things to replace it, that's fine. Whatever. Problem solved. 
but you know, I would rather have other things altered so that I don't have to stroke my sister to finish the game. <laughs> so that that's still up in the air then. Yes. Okay. <sighs> wow. Again, again, does anyone else 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 feel awkward about living in Japan? <laughs> Perfectly every, fine. Every day. Yeah. Perfectly fine with my life choices. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, now I now I feel dirty. We should keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't just undone all the good we've, you know, talked about <laughs> by just laughing through all this. Yeah. No, that that's that's exactly the correct reaction. I think is the the laugh. Yeah, I I'm, I agree. I have to agree with Ty here. It's just too thing. absurd. Yeah, it just to see stuff like it's ridiculous. What like what else can you do, man? It's the kind of thing you expect to see in like some of those super dodgy PSP games. Or Yo, PSP. prison girls. Prison girls from prison Twitch. Girls. <laughs> 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 so that's the kind of thing you expect to see in those games, not in like Fire Emblem or. No, it's like, come on, dudes. I took it back in. That, that's a pretty big piece of the Japanese market, though. you got to crack that top ten list. Yeah, and like, yeah. And again, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I, Mirth is, is a pretty cute guy. I wouldn't mind petting Mirth. That's fine. <laughs> but, uh, you know, level up my, if I could pet Mirth and it levels up my Smash Amiibo, that's cool. But, I'm just glad that these uh, Smash Brothers fighters have finally got their own game. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's been uh, it's been a while in the making, but along with that robot guy, Metroid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He should get his own game one day. Maybe he'll have a cameo in that new uh, Galactic Federations game. Federation forces me. Uh, that too. Or Don't correct him, Danny. Do not correct him. <laughs> Maybe size onto some like underground knowledge that none of us know about. Or not. Yeah. Not worth so, getting upset about. Yes. So. Yeah, th- thank you for everybody that wrote in. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> a lot of laughs. A little too much fun. Yeah, I think so too. So please keep sending in stuff. We like to hear from you guys. And um, yeah, so that's going to go ahead and do it for the feedback. And actually, that's going to go ahead and do it for the show as well. So, um, yeah. So I guess we'll kind of end off by giving you our Twitter handle so you can follow us there. You can actually see mine on the screen here. Uh, you can follow me at DannyBiv. Um, I've actually, I think since the last episode that we recorded, I started to think, wow, Jesus, I haven't really been posting a lot of stuff on Twitter, have I? So I kind of been kind of making a, a more of an effort to do that. And I don't know. Just, just retweet all the stuff I post. <laughs> I, hey, I, do, I do a lot of retweets and stuff like that of funny stuff that well, stuff that I think it's funny so nobody obviously thinks it's funny so um, yeah so have fun with that <laughs> uh, James how about you man um, that, how's Danny Bibbs doing by the way oh yeah I forgot I did follow him um, oh, man he isn't best friends any, I, well he hasn't had any posts on Twitter for like two years okay. <laughs> so the, the relationship's going great like what can I say <laughs> Very one-sided. Yeah. Um, you know, I've just, yeah, you can see my uh, Twitter handle on the screen as well. But if you're not watching, if you're listening, it's at Family Complicated. Yeah, please understand. Yep. 
and uh, Ty, how about you, man? Oh, yeah, my Twitter is SuperCatDrugs. I recently retweeted a picture of a Garfield telephone with the text, This Machine Kills fa- Fascists. <laughs> nice. You want that and much, much more. Yeah. SuperCatDrugs. Yeah. Uh, at check-in, you might learn new and interesting things about Killer Instinct and uh, Internet Sass. <laughs> I, I heard internet and I heard a wait what okay. sass s a s s got it got it back talk and riff raff well Danny Danny it's been a, a visual episode today so I hope people go back and watch this on YouTube after yeah. if they're listening to this on iTunes um, um, we'll give them a little bit more bonus content for maybe one minute extra oh sure. yeah actually before we do that lastly Cyrus how about you man I'm how here too you? thanks James. I, I got you. Who? <laughs> so, uh, my Twitter handle is at Cellsci. You can mm-hmm. follow me for fascinating insights into the world of cooking, students, and gardening. <laughs> cooking yeah. students, Jesus Christ. Cooking students. Yeah, maybe not in that order. Maybe it is. I don't know. So the weird thing is, all of Cyrus's bandanas, you know, are all related to cooking and students and all this stuff. You have to figure out how. Actually, you do look like Cooking Mama with that on. <laughs> Especially with the goatee thing. Yeah. yeah. I was in Cooking Mama 4. Yes. So, all right, well, this is going to do it for the regular part of the episode. So thank you guys for tuning in live. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Also, be sure to check out the other cool and exciting podcasts we have over at NintendoWorldReport.com. Um, yeah, and that's going to do it. So... Uh, signing off for the regular part of the episode. If you stick around for the video stuff, we might have a couple of other interesting things to show you. In my case, probably Peace. not, but uh, maybe these other guys. So, see ya. Take Peace it easy. Out.